Blog Talk Radio.
You're going? First of all, you're going to have to stick to your passions. You're going to have to be true to yourself. Number two, you got to stop thinking of yourself as human. You got to start thinking of yourself as advanced entities. See, the brain or the archetype of the collective consciousness only gives you what you think yourself it is. If you think of yourself just being a motherfucker walking around here just trying to get along and just trying to make it, then that's all you are, cattle. But if you think of yourself as though immoral being that it is prophesied before the return, then your brain will send that signal to the higher you, and the higher you will produce the armor around you, although it is invisible, it protects you. See what I'm saying? I'm not going to put this on the table again. Let me hear what you Like I said, so you can get this on the tape. If you say that you are a normal open from the stoke, walking around here, you are cattle, you are property of the United States government under the three fifths of a human being act, and they can do what the fuck they want to do with you. Right. As as you've always been. But if you send signals to your higher God self that you are an advanced entity, come back to change this mess, then your body will grow the armor all around you. And let you know what I am telling you about. They produce the movie this summer called Spawn. Anybody saw it? You need to go get it. Because in the movie, when the guy came, he said, listen. He said, you've been using your power when you get mad. That's how we do. We get help happening. He said, but you need to start cultivating your energy and knowing who you are. He said, because your, your taste is a body of armor. And your suit is a body of armor. We're talking about your melanin. And the more and more you think, the melanin is only set up for you to think on an advanced, immortal level. Yes. The superhero. The hero comes from what? The god Heru. And who is Heru? You are the Heru. How the hell do you think they make these things? So when you start thinking of yourself at an advanced, superhero level, or a super Heru, Heru level, then your melanin produces the type of chemical structure or the type of spiritual or etheric structure that is conducive to what the fuck you think it. It's a process in a brain computer. What if your melanin is a brain computer that produces what you think? But if you, it can't produce so much stuff on the lower level because the melanin is higher than that level. It only produces when you break it to a higher level and start thinking in a higher level, then it produce that. That's why the white boy, even though that, who ain't already got no melanin. They teach their children, they in all the Star Wars and the superhero this and the superhero that and the comic books and all that shit. What you perceive yourself is what you are. So you got to stop perceiving yourself as just an everyday Negro. And stop perceiving yourself as sons and daughters of God. Now, ain't no way in hell no sons and daughters of God will be walking around this motherfucker talking about both. You're supposed to be ruling God's systems and universes. So, therefore, you got to start programming the melanin, which is the actual way you program the actual alchemy process. It's thought. The physical is an illusion. It doesn't exist. So, you have to program through thought. Y'all getting it? Let's go on. Let's go on. Let's see. A few other things here. What time is it? Huh? 
We're going to come back. We're going to come back tomorrow. Let's deal with this. If the religion that you have is designed to shut down your God principle, you can call it the archetypes of the collective unconsciousness, then what they speak against that, you, that makes you scared of is your actual, actual power. Now what I mean by that is this. We're talking about certain ancient words that you think now has been turned into something negative that it wasn't before. And this is what it means. The word demon that you think is negative is your higher melanated spirit. And give you a case in point on what I'm talking about is this. A brother called me back in 95. He said, I've been going, he said, I've been, I was born with a veil. You know, that's the southern word of, I was born psychic. Right. Or I was a seer. Right. So I was born with a veil and I could see. He said, now ever since I was a little boy, these damn evil spirits been following me. He says about three of them. He said, all my life, he said, I done gone to all kind of people. And those particular people that I have gone to have take, told me all kinds of things to get rid of them. And brother, they're still bothering me. What do you know that I can do to stop this? And right then the spirit said, Motherfucker, them ain't no demon. Them his motherfucking boys. I said, oh, them your boys, man. You're supposed to congratulate them and say, hey, man. Yes, I understand now. I'm on such a low level to when I look up at what is God now, that scares me because it's remotely different than what I've fallen to. That's heaven coming to get you out of hell and you scared of heaven. I say, greet them. Pull out bases to them and tell them to come on in. He greeted them, pulled out bases, and they came up and said, Hey, man. Lord, brother, we've been trying for 37 years to get with you. We used to hang out in a previous life, but you incarnated back into the physical, and we are still on this plane. And ever since, and we've been trying to get to you for years, because it's been thousands of years. But what happened was, is you were so ignorant in the other incarnation, but this time when you was born in a veil, you could see us, so therefore we figured we could visit you because you had some type of consciousness. But he was locked up in that orthodox Islam. They was calling them gems and shit. He said, we've been trying to get to you since you was a little boy. You are our damn partner. You see? So what you call demons is called exodamia. Like it or not, we all come hardwired with a complete set. Twelve six-packs. The Gnostic demons are units of unchained natural forces within ourselves, our melanated forces, that we have ignored, denied, and disowned. They serve us to do, our, to do their mischief when, when our will is will and is, is ambiguous and our existence is low. After we have committed an embarrassing act of, unbelie of unbelievable stupidity, you are really referring to them when you slap yourself and say, I am my own worst enemy. As long as they are ignored, they are uh, uncontrolled, they are dangerous and hungry beasts in, in, in an abandoned zoo. Now, what this means is this. What this means is this. 
The ancient word for that is called agodamian, or demon, which is the melanin spirit. Which is the melanin spirit. I told you about books on Gautia. Alex Crowley said that the Gautia spirits, or those particular so-called demon spirits that the Christianity is telling you not to deal with, is nothing but the leftover portions of the brain that the science tells you your ass don't use. Remember they say we only use a small portion of our brain? That's when you tap into the real deal science of the melanin and the real deal archetypes of your brain. It's so unusual in this regular, rational, mundane shit that you go through until you get scared. But that's your higher self coming and say, man, if you really tap into this shit and face your own soul, we can fuck out some shit. You see? But in order to pray for that, you've got to pray to your higher self. But so to pray to God, hell, all people of God, as the Bible says, you might be praying to some black man on his front porch, that motherfucker might be on crack. He's still a God. You know what I'm saying? So you've got to understand and talk and honor to yourself. You know what I mean when I say this? You do the shit all the time. See, the society tell your ass, people who talk to themselves is crazy. Mm-hmm. But you know you've been talking to your goddamn self for years. Just when the motherfucker comes around, you say, who are you talking to? Oh, I was singing. <laughs> Why do you talk to yourself? You talk to yourself because that's your higher self you're talking to and ain't nobody around. Okay. You do it all the time. Yeah. What you got to do now is you got to start referring to the energy is all, all the God that you're looking for. The higher God has made the law to put it within you. See, the only way you're going to get to me is through yourself. Mm-hmm. So you can't get to the Father but through the Son. Right. Not through some old motherfucker hanging on some damn cross. You worship a dead motherfucker, you screw. Here, <laughs> <laughs> a motherfucker that couldn't even save yourself from the cracker from the Roman, mm-hmm. and I'm going to give the, the trust to that person. He's going to come better than that shit. Because I know some motherfucking white people better than that shit. <laughs> okay, okay, let me just say. The key on what I'm saying is this. We'll be back tomorrow. Is the power that you are looking for is in yourself. This is not blasphemy. This is not so-called sacrilegious. What it's saying to So what it is is you got to start referring to yourself. Now you, you, you can't even look at it as it's an objective entity. What you got to do now is start referring to yourself as God to it. You see what I'm saying? And now you got to stop doing this. So now you don't need to be praying no more. You're supposed to do this. And this is what it says. The entities that you used to pray to when you was a, a young child, they used to be your guardians. But as you become an adult or become God, they become your servants because they're only forces of elements that can only be willed and commanded by you. So all of God that you're praying to, you're supposed to be telling them to get off your ass. Because it ain't a physical body as you think. It's forces of elements. Water, air, fire, earth. You understand what I'm saying? Energy. So you got to command the energy. That's what the whole, that's what Yoda, which was down, if you go get the, the picture of Horus, you'll see a Heru standing on some crocodiles and you'll see the god best behind his head. Right. That's damn Yoda. Did you see the Star Wars? Did you see they put him on the back? Mm-hmm. 
That was Yoda. Actually, you know what that was? That was his higher self on the inside talking to him. But Yoda said, you got to use the force all around you. This shit is authentic because he read, read six the doggone books to get it and to hear all the thousand faces. Friday, the Open Forum Fridays with Jonah Bay from 10 a.m. to noon on the new Evolution Radio Network. I'm about to read you a passage from the type of person that most black people will probably end up getting to represent them in court. This is a passage from a public defender going by the pen name Michael Smith. And he's about to give his account of how he views black people, his clients. So, side note, this is rather lengthy, but... You have to hear the entire thing, so bear with me. I'll also provide a link to the article in the show notes for those who want to read it themselves. So this is titled, The Confessions of a Public Defender, by a guy named Michael Smith. And this was published on May 9th, 2014. So even though this is almost two years old, this is still relevant to this day. All right, it says, I am a public defender in a large southern metropolitan area. Fewer than 10% of the people in the area I serve are black, but over 90% of my clients are black. The remaining 10% are mainly Hispanics, but there are a few whites. I have no explanation for this. I have no explanation for why this is, but crime has racial patterns. Hispanics usually commit two kinds of crimes, sexual assault on children and driving under the influence. Blacks commit many violent crimes, but very few sex crimes. The handful of whites I see commit all kinds of crimes. In my many years as a public defender, I have represented only three Asians and one was half black. As a young lawyer, I believe the official story that blacks are, are law-abiding, intelligent, family-oriented people, but are so poor they must turn to crime to survive. Actual black behavior was a shock to me. The media invariably sugarcoats black behavior. Even the news reports of the very crimes I dealt with in court were slanted. Television news intentionally leaves out unflattering facts about the accused and sometimes omits names that are obviously black. All this rocked my liberal, tolerant beliefs, but it took me years to set aside my illusions and accept the reality of what I see every day. 
I have now served thousands of blacks and their families, protecting their rights and defending them in court. What follows are my observations. Although blacks are only a small percentage of our community, the courthouse is filled with them. The halls and the gallery benches are overflowing with black defendants, families, and crime victims. Most whites with business in court arrive quietly, dress appropriately, and keep their heads down. They get in and get out, if they can, as fast as they can. For blacks, the courthouse is like a carnival. They all seem to know each other. Hundreds and hundreds each day, gossiping, laughing loudly, waving, and crowding the halls. When I am appointed to represent a client, I introduce myself and explain that I am his lawyer. I explain the court process and my role in it, and I ask the client some basic questions about himself. At this stage, I can tell with great accuracy how people will react. Hispanics are extremely polite and deferential, and Hispanic will never call me by my first name and will answer my questions directly and with appropriate respect for my position. Whites are similarly respectful. A black man, <clears throat> a black man will never call me Mr. Smith. I am always Mike. It is not unusual for a 19-year-old black to refer to me as dog. A black may mumble complaints about everything I say and roll his eyes when I politely interrupt so I can continue my explanation. Also, everything I say to blacks must be about the third must be at about the third grade level. If I slip and use adult language, they get angry because they think I'm flaunting my superiority. At the early stages of a case, I explain the process to my clients. I often do not yet have the information in the police reports. Blacks are unable to understand that I do not yet have answers to all of their questions, but that I will by a certain date. They live in the here and the now and are unable to wait for anything. Usually by the second meeting with the client, I have most of the police reports and understand their case. Unlike people of other races, blacks never see their lawyer as someone who was there to help them. I'm a part of the system against which they are waging war. They often explode. They often explode with anger at me and are quick to blame me for anything that goes wrong in their case. Black men often try to trip me up and challenge my knowledge of the law or the facts of the case. I appreciate sincere questions about the elements of the offense of the offense or the sentencing guidelines, but blacks ask questions to test me. Unfortunately, they are almost always wrong in their reading or understanding of the law. And this case can cause, excuse me, and this can cause friction. I may repeatedly explain the law and provide copies of the statute showing, for example, why my client must serve six years if convicted. But he continues to believe that a handwritten note from his quote unquote Selly is controlling law. I'm assuming Selly is referring to cellmate. The risks of trial. <clears throat> the Constitution allows a defendant to make okay i'm still reading guys 
The Constitution allows a defendant to make three crucial decisions in his case. He decides whether to plea guilty or not guilty. He decides whether to have a bench trial or a jury trial. He decides whether he will testify or whether he will remain silent. A client who insists on testifying is almost always making a terrible mistake, but I cannot stop him. Most blacks are unable to speak English well. They cannot conjugate verbs. They have a poor grasp of verb tenses. They have a limited vocabulary. They cannot speak without swearing. They often become hostile on the stand. Many, when they testify, show a complete lack of empathy and are unable to conceal a morality based on the satisfaction of immediate base needs. This is a uh, this is a disaster, especially in a jury trial. Most jurors are white and are appalled by the demeanor of uneducated criminal blacks. Prosecutors are delighted when a black defendant takes the stand. It is like shooting fish in a barrel. However, the defense usually gets to cross examine the black victim who is likely to make just as bad, just as bad an impression on the stand as the defendant. This is an invaluable gift to the defense because jurors may not convict a defendant, even if they think he is guilty, if they dislike the victim even more than they dislike the defendant. Most criminal cases do not go to trial. Often the evidence against the accused is overwhelming and the chances of conviction are high. The defendant is better off with a plea bargain, pleading guilty to a lesser charge and getting a lighter sentence. The decision to plead to a lesser charge turns on the strength of the evidence. When blacks ask the ultimate question, will we win at trial? I tell them I cannot know, but I then describe the strengths and weaknesses of our case. The weaknesses are usually obvious. There are five eyewitnesses against you, or you made a confession to both the detective and your grandmother. They found you in possession of a pink cell phone with a case that has rhinestones spelling the name of the victim of the robbery. There is a video of the murderer wearing the same shirt you were wearing when you were arrested, which has the words, quote unquote, in the house on the back. Not to mention you have the same R.I.P. Pookie 7412 tattoo on your neck as the man in the video, etc. If if you tell a black man that the that the evidence is very harmful to his case, he will blame you. Quote, you ain't working for me. It's like you working with the state. Now, he uh, spells that out in Ebonics. You guys go check that out. But uh, back to the uh, letter. <clears throat> every public defendant, every public defender hears this. The more you try to explain the evidence to a black man, the angrier he gets. It is my firm belief that many blacks are unable to discuss the evidence against them rationally because they cannot view things from the perspective of others. They simply cannot understand how the facts in the case will appear to a jury. This inability to see things from someone else's perspective helps explain why there are so many black criminals. They do not understand the pain they are inflicting on others. One of my robbery clients is a good example. He and two co-defendants walked into a small store run by two young women. All three men were wearing masks. They drew, they drew handguns and ordered the women into the back room. One man beat a girl with his gun. The second man stood over the second girl while the third man emptied the cash register. 
All of this was on video. My client was the one who beat the girl. When he asked me, what, what are our chances at trial? I said, not so good. He immediately got angry, raised his voice, and accused me of working with the prosecution. I asked him how he thought a jury would react to the video. Quote, they don't care, he said. I told him the jury would probably feel deeply sympathetic towards these two women and would be angry at him because, because of how we treated them. I asked him whether he felt bad for the women he had beaten and terrorized. He told me what I suspected, what too many blacks say about the suffering of others. Quote, what do I care? She ain't me. She ain't Ken. Don't even know her. No fathers. As a public defender, I've learned many things about people. One is that defendants do not have fathers. If a black even knows the name of his father, he knows of him only as a shadowy person with whom he has absolutely no ties. When a client is sentenced, I often beg for mercy on the grounds of, the, of, the, of that defendant. Excuse me. When a client is sentenced, I often beg for mercy on the grounds that the defendant did not have a father and never had a chance in life. I have often tracked down the, fa the man's father in jail and have brought him to the sentencing hearing to testify that he never knew his son and never lifted a finger to help him. Often, this is the first time my client has ever met his father. These meetings are utterly unemotional. Many black defendants don't even have mothers who care about them. Many are raised by grandmothers after the state removes the children from an incompetent teenage mother. Many of these mothers and grandmothers are mentally unstable and are completely disconnected from the realities they face in court and in life. A 47-year-old grandmother will deny that her grandson has gang ties, even though his forehead is tattooed with a gang sign or slogan. When I point this out, in as kind and understanding way as I can, she screams at me. When black women start screaming, they invoke the name of Jesus and shout swear words in the same breath. Hmm. I'm, um, I'm kind of tempted to believe that paragraph somewhat. Black women. Black women have great faith in God, but they have a twisted understanding of his role, his meaning God. They do not pray for strength or courage. They pray for results, the satisfaction of immediate needs. One of my clients was a black woman who prayed in a circle with her accomplices for God's protection from the police before they would set out to commit a robbery. The mothers and grandmothers pray in the hallways, not for justice, but for acquittal. When I explain that the evidence that their beloved child murdered the shopkeeper is overwhelming and that he should accept the very fair plea bargain I have negotiated, they will tell me that he is going to trial and will ride with the Lord. They tell me they speak to God every day and he assures them that the young man will be acquitted. The mothers and grandmothers do not seem to be able to imagine and understand the consequences of going to trial and losing some. And this is a shocking reality. It took me a long time to grasp. Some don't care. Some, excuse me. Some don't really care what actually happens to the client. 
but want to make it look as though they care. This means pounding their chest in righteous indignation and insisting on going to trial despite terrible evidence. They refuse to listen to the one person, me, who has the knowledge to make the best recommendation. These people soon lose interest in the case and stop showing up after about the third or fourth court date. It is then easier for me to convince the client to act on his own best interests and accept a plea agreement. Part of the problem is that underclass black women begin having babies at age 15. They continue to have babies with different black men until they until they have had five or six. These women do not go to school. They do not work. They are not ashamed to live on public money. They plan their entire lives around the expectation that they will always get free money and never have to work. I do not see these things among whites, Hispanics or other people. The black men who become my clients also do not work. They get Social Security disability payments for a mental defect or for a vague and invisible physical ailment. They do not pay for anything, not for housing. Grandma lives on welfare and he lives with her, not for food. Grandma and the baby mama share with him and not for child support. When I learn when I learned that my 19 year old defendant does not work or go to school, I ask, what do you do all day? He smiles, you know, just chill. These men live in a culture with no expectations, no demands and no shame. If you tell a black to dress properly for trial and don't give specific instructions, he will arrive in wildly inappropriate clothes. I represented a woman who was on trial for drugs. She wore a baseball cap with a marijuana leaf embroidered on it. I represented a man who wore a shirt that read rules are for suckers to his probation hearing. Our office provides suits, shirts, ties and dresses for clients to wear for jury trials. Often it takes a whole team of lawyers to persuade a black to wear a shirt and tie instead of gang colors. From time to time, the media reports that although blacks are 12 percent of the population, they are 40 percent of the prison population. This is supposed to be an outrage that results from unfair treatment by the criminal justice system. What the media only what the media only hints at is another staggering reality. Recidivism. Black men are arrested and convicted over and over it is typical for a black man to have five felony convictions by the age of 30. This kind of record is rare amongst whites and Hispanics and probably even rare amongst Asians. At one time, our office was looking for a model that defined our philosophy. Someone joked that it should be, doesn't everyone deserve an 11th chance? I am a liberal. I believe that those of us who are able to produce abundance have a moral duty to provide basic food, shelter and medical care for those who cannot care for themselves. I believe we have this duty even to those who can care for themselves but don't. This worldview requires compassion and a willingness to act on it. My experience has taught me that we live in a nation in which a jury is more likely to convict a black defendant who has committed a crime against the white. Even the dullest of blacks know this. 
there will be a lot more black on white crime if this were not the case. However, my experience has also taught me that blacks are different by almost any measure to all other people. They cannot reason as well. They cannot communicate as well. They cannot control their impulses as well. They are a threat to all who cross their paths, black and non-black alike. I do not know the solution to this problem. I do know that it is wrong to deceive the public. Whatever solutions we seek should be based on the truth rather than what we would prefer was the truth. As for myself, I will continue to do my duty to protect the rights of all who need me. And that was from a public defender. Keep it locked. You're tuned in to the hottest radio network on the planet. The new Evolution Radio Network.
lighter than black now They either kill us or throw us in packs down Leave us in cages, is that hell? Feeling trapped in a ghetto, is that hell? Shackles off with the top down No intention to stop now Penthouse with the sky view I woke up feeling free and I lost Shackles you Take the air I breathe, yeah I'm free Try to make sure no matter what we on on Fridays, all right. Um, so peace to the gods. Welcome to the show. The trust webinar that Jonah did uh, the first uh, will be available uh, this upcoming weekend. Uh, you can still get your pre-sales over at JonahBay.com. Um, and for those who are on it, we'll get your coupon code. Don't worry. Rest assured, uh, we got y'all. All right. If you want to get in and holler at me this morning, make sure that you push the number one. If you got a question or a comment, we're going to get to you. Also, um, we got some upcoming seminars. All right, We're going to be starting our seminar schedule in February. All right? and just to give you all an idea, we'll be uh, in New York. We'll be hitting Baltimore. I got a list, y'all. Hold on. New York, Baltimore. We're going to be in Miami. We're going to be back in Atlanta. We're looking at maybe doing a date in Cali, all right? Uh, we're going to definitely do some dates in the Carolinas, all right? And I'm also looking at Virginia, all right, because um, we haven't been to Virginia in a while. So if there's an area that I missed, you want us to come to your area, you've got enough people, make sure you reach out, make more commerce at gmail.com, all right? Or you can um, go to makemorecommerce.com. You can drop a comment and let me know. All right. Now, um, we're in the process of, you know, making sure that things are more airtight going forward because Jonah and myself have had a lot of issues, you know, with the bootlegging thing. So we ask that you go over to the site and become a site member. It's free membership. Sign up and uh, get yourself in there, man. And uh, you'll, you'll also get access to some of the free things that we will give out when we do give out some stuff. All right. So peace to the guys and welcome to the show. Now, with that being said, I want to go into some stuff today. And this may help some of y'all. 
um, because I want to talk about contracts, right? And a lot, a lot of times we forget that everything you do is a contract. Like, you wake up in the morning, that's a spiritual contract, right? You had a contract to get up today, right? So let's start with that, right? And then your, your contracts supersede from there. So when you get to thinking about contracts, right, whether you are in construction, whether you're in music, whether you in law, whatever field you're in, hell, whether you're an athlete, right, you athletes deal with contracts. So contracts going to be around to the day you die, right, no matter what. So I want to go into some elements today of some contracts, and maybe this will help some of y'all when it comes down to the contracts that you're currently doing, like injunctions or trusts. Okay. Things of that nature. Now, what are the elements of a contract? You should ask yourself, right? Because a lot of us don't know what the elements of a contract are. Contract is a lot more than an agreement, right? It, it can be considered a bond, right, if you will. Now, there must also be an offer, and there's got to be an acceptance, right? This is an intention between two people. Right, clearly stated, right, to create what we would call legally binding. And in this country, right, we operate off contract. Matter of fact, your your constitution itself is a contract, right? That's the trust indenture. Right, you hear Jonah talk about this all the time. This is a trust indenture. So your proper understanding of contracts, right, whether it's um, your consent or whether you didn't consent to it. It's important to know because then we bring up things like duress, you know, coercion, shit like that. So anytime that you sign a contract and it's under duress, right, it means that there were false statements, right, under some type of undue influence. I mean, meaning somebody influenced you, right, um, like, for instance, child support. A lot of y'all have issues with child support, right, but child support, for a lot of y'all who signed up, did it because you were pressured to do it. You didn't know no better, right? And, and it extends from there. So a lot of times in the element of a contract, what we're talking about, right, is an agreement, something that makes it legally binding, right? Now, if, you, if you're studying um, accord and satisfaction, right, then you know that there has to be some type of offer, right? You, you can't give somebody... Um, in accordance with satisfaction without giving them something. I have to give you a dollar or more or something to show that we're going to be in satisfaction with each other. Right? See, contracts, man, everything is about contracts, no matter what. Applied contracts, express contracts, right? Elements of a contract. Now, Offer and acceptance, right? Because I, uh, this is really important for us to get, right? A contract is formed when an offer by one party is accepted by the party, the other party, basically, right? So, you know, I come up to you and I say, hey, I want to buy your car. You say, all right, cool. Give me $150 for it. There was an offer. There was an acceptance, right? Now, Let's say I come up to you and say, hey, I want to buy your house. You say, all right, cool. Write me a contract. And I want 150000 and I want it paid to me over the course of two years. And you say, all right, cool. 
Let's put it in contract. There was an offer. There was an acceptance. Right now, an enforceable offer must be distinguished from the mere willingness by one person to negotiate further details with the other party. Right, so you know you got to have some skills if you you know if you want to really negotiate contract. This is why, you know, technically if you are a certain type of attorney, you might be really cold at what you do because your ability to create contract is unlimited, and it extends over to the private side too when you're dealing with private shit. Okay, now an offer does not need to be made specific. You get that. Or to a specific person. It can be made to a class of people. You can make an offer to a class of people. Doesn't even have to be specific. When we're talking about offers. Now an offer is a definite promise though to be bound. Okay? So anytime you make an offer, you're promising that you're going to be bound by whatever offer you promulgate. Right? There's an acceptance, there's an offer. Now, this means that there must be acceptance of precisely what has been offered, which means that if I give this hit to you, you have to take it. That's acceptance. Uh, you know, under UCC, right? Um, was it 3 dash? Let me pull it up for y'all. It's early for me. Hold on. UCC 3 dash 313. Okay, um, nope, that's not the one I want, 311, okay, so under the accord and satisfaction, right, use of an instrument, okay, and, it, and they, they codify this shit all the time, right, because it's under 1-207, certain, certain areas, and your state might be different as well, but either way, under the UCC, accord and satisfaction, you have the ability to give somebody an offer, 311, right? And you say to them, listen, I want a bona fide dispute. What's my bona fide dispute? The, the, the fact that I'm even bringing up that there's an issue, right? So that's an element of a contract. That there's an issue with our contract. Okay. Now, I think it's important to understand that when you, when you do a contract, you always have the right to withdraw, to rescind. You can't tell me that I can't rescind, especially if I was under duress. Now, a person can withdraw the offer that has been proposed before the offer is even accepted. For withdrawal to be effective, the person who has proposed the offer must communicate to the other party that the offer has been withdrawn. See, it is your clear and expressed Intention This is why we tell you to put it down In writing This is why you got to do affidavits This is why when you do a rescission You do it in the form of an affidavit Because it's clear It's concise It's an element of a contract Matter of fact it's an element that Releases you from a contract Okay Now acceptance of an offer occurs When the party responding to the offer Agrees to the offer by way of a clear statement to indicate their acceptance, right? So I want y'all to think about it like this, right? If I go into a car dealership right now, okay, and I tell them I want a new car, 
right? They're going to offer me a new car. And then it's up to me to accept whether or not I'm going to pay for it. Now, when you're creating that contract, it's up to you, your clear expressed intention on whether or not you choose to continue the contract. Most people continue the contract with the extent of what they expressly went into in the beginning and never felt that the element of the contract had to be changed. Okay? Now, the second element, because remember, I'm going over elements of the contract here, right? So the first element is offer and acceptance. That's the first element of the contract. There's got to be an offer and somebody got to be willing to accept your offer. Okay? Now, number two, intention to create legal relations or I should say lawful relations. Right? A contract does not exist between two people, right? If they're technically was never written down. If it wasn't written down technically, there wasn't really a contract, right? There's verbal contracts, but you gotta be able to really prove that shit. Now the parties to an agreement must intend to enter into a legally binding agreement or a lawful binding agreement. Remember the constitution protects your right to contract. So as long as you operating with the Constitution, you got the right to contract, without a doubt. See, the law is not really so much concerned with what the party subjectively intended, but what a reasonable person would consider the parties intended in the circumstance in which the agreement was reached. You see? This is why I tell niggas, y'all listen, be very sure that you know how to play chess. You know, you want to do contract? Contract law is chess. Very much so. It's a thinking man's game. Okay. Now, your intention, and, I, and I'll say this again because intention is everything, right? It's like, consider intention like an administrative remedy, like an administrative process. Your intention, right? To create a contract will be inferred. Right? What you explicitly had written down, right? But more so from the relationship that extends from that from that particular agreement. Okay. Now where the parties are entering in what they call the arms length commercial agreement, it's generally presumed that the parties are objectively intended to create legal relations and make binding contracts. So if you're doing business in the public commercially, right, they make the assumption there. In the private, it's a little different for those of you who, who choose to operate between the two. Okay, put y'all on speaker here. Okay, now... Uh, and I, I want y'all to really get this down because when we're talking about the ability to effectuate a contract, man, what you're really talking about is your ability to not only use the law, right, but to give yourself freedom. I mean, a lot of people are bound by contracts. Okay? Now, your intention, okay, and I'm going back to this intention thing because this is a you know, when we're talking about elements of a contract, intention is always really important. Ask yourself, what was the intention 
of the Constitution when they wrote it, right? Now, if these guys just, you know, all got together and said in a kumbaya and they said to each other, we're going we're gonna to think about a bunch of laws that will affect people later in the future. But they never wrote it down. They never gave it the true intention. It never became legally binding because they didn't because they didn't write it down. What rights would you have today? See, it's even important to get that. Right? It's really important. All right, just a second, y'all, because I think we're having. I want to make sure that our my mic's working okay here. It is. All right, good. All right. I'm, also, y'all, I got, I'm getting a good microphone this year. So niggas can hear these shows better. We're working on that. All right. All right. Um, if you just came in, make sure you go to JonahBay.com. You can pre-register, get a copy. Um, and then it will officially be released on both sites, JonahBay.com and my site, MakeMoreCommerce.com. All right, and if you were on the webinar, we'll get your coupon code, all right? All right, now, <clears throat> the first is offer and acceptance. The second is intention, right? And remember, when you make an intention, right, where there's an agreement, when agreement is made between family, family members, friends, right, or, you know, domestic social arrangement type things, right, then you must remember that those intentions, right, Likely don't really, you know, in court, don't, don't, those don't create legal ramifications, right? Unless you write shit down. That's why you can go, you, all right, let me give y'all an example. I don't want to confuse y'all. Let's say you go to your auntie and you say, Auntie, I need to borrow $500. And she said, All right, nephew, I'm going to give it to you. And she gives you $500. Well, what happens if you don't ever pay her back, right? Auntie gave you 500 in cash. Can Auntie take you to court for that? Huh? It's going to be hard. Because she got to be able to prove that she gave you 500 You can deny it. Like she never gave me nothing. You can deny it, right? And plausibly, a judge would have to say, well, it wasn't written down. So technically, it never happened. You see, so even the elements of a contract in your own family, nigga, you must protect. With the clear intention of something on paper. Okay. Now, number three. Consideration. Consideration is the price paid for a promise made by one party to another party. The price must be something of value, although it need not be money. Consideration may be a right, an interest, or a benefit. Okay. Now... Consideration can also be a detriment or a loss uh, or an undertaking, right, which is tolerated or suffered by the other party. Now, let me give you an example of that, right, and where you may see this. Let's say that you have a student loan debt and you, you attempt to court in satisfaction with them, right? They may try to come back and say, well, this is unjust enrichment. Now, if you don't know what that is, let me let me let me give that to you, okay? Unjust enrichment in contract law occurs when one person is enriched at the expense of another in circumstance that the law 
perceived as unjust. You see, these people as corporations will try to claim that you've unjustly been enriched. It says where an individual is unjustly enriched, the law imposes an obligation upon the recipient to make restitution subject to defenses such as change of position. Liability for an unjust or unjustified enrichment arises irrespective of wrongdoing on the part of the recipient. The concept of unjust enrichment can be traced to Roman law and the maxim that, quote, no one should be benefited at another's expense. Now, I want y'all to take that and flip it on his head with student loans. Because if in the, in the event that I give them a new contract, right, because the other one was done under duress, I'm giving you a new contract now, or I'm extinguishing the old one because it was done under duress, Right? Either you were unjustly enriched or I was. And nine times out of ten, you were the one who was originally unjustly enriched because what happened? You benefited before I did. Now, the law of unjust enrichment is closely related to but not coextensive with the law of restitution. Listen, man, I'm I'm showing y'all this, this shit this morning because... If you understand contract law, you understand that restitution is also what they call the right of uh, the right. What is it called? The right of grievance. What is it? Grievance. Uh, I'm sorry, it's right off the tip of my tongue. When you go into court and you get the, uh, and they give you restitution, uh, redress of grievance. Thank you. There we go. It's a redress of grievance. So it's the same shit. Now the law of restitution. Is the law of gain-based recovery. It's wider than the law of unjust enrichment. Restitution for unjust enrichment is a subset of the law of restitution in the same way that compensation for the breach of contract is a subset of the law relating to compensation. Restitution, y'all. The law of restitution, the word restitution, okay, was used in common law. It denoted the return of the restoration of a specific thing. Okay, now, now I want y'all to hear, listen to this closely, because restitution involves contract law, right? Right now, so restitution might either be a legal remedy or an equitable remedy, depending on the basis for the plaintiff's claim and the nature of the underlying remedy. So generally, restitution is an equitable remedy when the money or the property was wrongfully in the possession of a defendant, which is traceable. So in such a case, restitution comes in the form of a constructive trust or equitable link. I hope y'all follow me. A constructive trust. Now, a constructive trust is an equitable remedy. Resembling trust imposed by a court, right? But this is why you must have an express trust. As was taught in the, in the webinar, you got to have an express trust. You want your law of restitution? You want to understand the elements of contract? You got to you got to start with the very basics. Now, somebody said, "Well, what's a lien? I know how to do a lien. Do you? Because niggas do liens all the time, man. Lean up the wrong individual." 
Now, in common law countries, equitable liens give rise to unique and difficult issues. Listen to this. An equitable lien is a non-possessory security right conferred by operation of law, which is similar in effect to an equitable charge. Okay? So I, I've told you over and over again, even the equity, right, the equity is done in operation of law. Operation of law is what? The stroke of a pen. It's the stroke of a pen. It's an element of a contract. They gave you the, the U.S. citizenship, right? There was an offer of of, of freedom and and and, and bounteous joy and, and the ability to do commerce. That's the American dream, nigga. We took that. We accepted the contract. Unbeknownst to you, what type of offer it was, you accepted it. But where where was the intention expressly laid out to you about what type of contract you was getting yourself into? Did you know? Listen, man, it took a long time, nigga, for me to realize something ain't right. But then again, it didn't take that long either, because I I noticed real quick when when I was when I was young, I went from my parents had me in them in Catholic schools, right, and they had me in public schools. I had a little bit of both. I can personally tell you, nigga, you go to public schools, ain't nobody doing the pledge of allegiance up in them uh, up in them classes. That's not happening. There's, there, there's there's no religion, none of that's happening up in them schools. Catholic school, they think you're taking the oath in the Catholic school. They're indoctrinating you early with contracts. Right? So the intention, and let me get back to this because I don't want to get too far off it, but the intention, right, early on to contract was given to you by way of what? The birth certificate, maybe the social security card. Those Those could be considered, you know, the intentions of the contract, you know, we're gonna, you know, give you social security card so later on you get old, you know, you get you get this this so-called welfare benefit. It's welfare, okay? Then, then you got consideration, right? Because there's a price to be paid for the promise made, right? There's a price to be paid. You got you got to tax you now, but it's, as long as consideration exists, a court will not question its adequacy. Do, uh, do you hear me? There was consideration, and it works the same way whether you're dealing with your freedom, whether you're dealing with trust, whether you're dealing with student loans. We're talking about contracts here, right? Contracts are done in all types of ways. So your ability to contract, remember, under the Constitution, specifically in your state, gives you unlimited contract, my nigga. All right. Now, that's the third element of a third element of a contract. Consideration. Now, I also want you to consider this. When you have a deed, right? Some a, some a title to your property, right? Consideration exists when there's some value there. Right? Now, what about if I have a um a money order? 
Ain't there some value in the postal money order? When the cashier's check, there's value there. When I went to uh, pay my rent, okay, they said to me, what do you want on the cashier's check, sir? What would you like it to say in the memo section? Okay. I'm giving them consideration. And I'm going to make my intention clear if I want to, you know, maybe pay that off or something. Okay. Now, these are often used in circumstances where the parties intend for there to be a legally binding agreement. And even though there is no consideration or there is uncertainty about whether there's a valid consideration, right? When you have a deed to something, like, and I'll give you an example of that. Let's say that I go buy a little hoopy from somebody. Right, but he don't got no title. Right? He can write me a little affidavit out. Right? He maybe he lost it. Maybe he really did lose it. Right? He writes me an affidavit out, sells it to me, I go down and take it as abandoned property, whatever. But the deed itself. Okay. Now I want y'all to go look at the property law act of nineteen fifty eight. Okay. If you've never looked at it, go take a look at it. It's a very interesting act. And remember, when you look at stuff like the Property Act, remember that it's all coming from the Constitution. This is where it all comes from. Right? Now, the fourth element of a contract is legal capacity. Y'all know what that is, don't you? Was you a baby when they did the contract? Was you of mental sound mind when the contract was done? Was you under duress? Were you free enough in your mind, right, to make a conscious decision? So, see, see, listen, not all people are free to enter into valid contracts. Do you know that this is the reason why they make you have a power of attorney? I mean, this is the reason why they do it. Give you a power of attorney, whether it's legally binding or not, right? Motherfucker, give me power of attorney. You better put it on paper. I'm not accepting it unless you put it on paper. I don't. I don't want all your shit. But let's say your parents are sick or something, right? They may not be in a legal capacity, so you have to have valid contracts because there's some people who can't make them, such as uh, minors, okay? People under the age of 18. Okay? Now, did you know that corporations, people acting on behalf of a company, are also not allowed to enter into contracts? This is why you need express agreements. This is why you need what they call, uh, uh, let, me, let me pull it to you. Hold on. I have a copy here. This is why you need operating agreements, sole operating agreements, trust operating agreements, and contracts. The people in jail, they can't make contracts either. Okay, so the the mental impairment of a contract, right? Your your mental impairment means that you can't make a contract. This is why. It's an element of a contract. It's also an element of a contract 
that you can actually get out of. Now, let me read this to you because, you know, this may, you may find this interesting here. We've all heard the term majority. The term young person, quote, young person is a legal term, which refers to anyone under the age of 18 years old, right? And I want you to go look at the Age of Majority Act, 1977. It says the young people are sometimes called minors or infants. The exact capacity of young people to bind themselves to and be bound by a contract is limited and unclear because no act of uh, parliament completely recovers this law, the Supreme Court Act of 1986. Okay? Now, contracts for the supply of, quote, necessaries will generally be binding. There are no hard and fast rules to identify what is a necessary but it does include the sort of things a young person would need to live a reasonable lifestyle. Listen, they're, if they're even referring to you as that, they're saying you're a minor. They, they told you that you're a minor. Okay? Corporations. Remember, those are artificial bodies. How can you contract with me? This is why we tell you to go look up, uh, was it 3002? I know it by heart. Right? United States is a corporation, right? See, a company has a legal capacity of a natural person. Therefore, it has the capacity to enter to relations. But you got to do it with other corporations. You can't do it with people, right? Very important. All right. Let's go to the last element. We got two more elements. Fifth element of a contract is consent. You got to consent to a contract, man. You got to consent. Now, entering into a contract must involve the elements of free will and proper understanding of what each of the parties is doing. In other words, the consent of each of the parties to a contract must be genuine. Only where the essential element of proper consent has been given is there a contract that is binding upon the parties. The proper consent may be affected by any of the following matters. A mistake, a misrepresentation, duress, undue influence, or what they call unconscionability. Okay? And unfair contracts in terms of uh, your standard. There's people out here making bad contracts all day long. I've dealt with some of them, right? Some of you have. Try your best to only deal with people who are making good contracts that you can understand. So when you do give your consent, you're giving your consent in full faith and credit. Okay? Because, you know, when we start talking about misrepresentation, we can go to debt collectors and look at that. How many debt collectors did you supposedly sign contract with that are misrepresenting themselves? By way of what looks like a contract. Okay. This representation is real. Okay. Now, when we start talking about misrepresentation, under the common law and equitable principles, equity, three types of misrepresentation. Number one, fraudulent misrepresentation. Number two, negligent misrepresentation. And number three, innocent misrepresentation. 
And I'm pretty sure that y'all can break down the differences there. See, to prove fraud, it's necessary to show that the person making the statement knew it was false and had no belief in that it was true. Or knew that it might be false and was reckless. Reckless than a motherfucker. I don't know about y'all, but this is a whole new decade. I don't deal with reckless people. You shouldn't either. And you shouldn't deal with reckless contracts. Now, this is a subjective test. But if the person who made the representation honestly believed that the representation was true, no matter how unreasonable, negligent, or silly, then that person has not been made a fraudulent misrepresentation, right? So sometimes, you know, people, you know, actually don't know. This is where you get the innocent misrepresentation. Okay. Now, let's talk about the rest right quick and... and the sector of a contract right now we all know what the rest is threat dress coercion we heard it before proper consent under any contract can be affected by duress now under common law duress is where there has been an actual or threatened violence either to one person contracting or the other right your immediate family relatives shit like that right now, the rest may be made by someone acting under the instructions of a party to a contract. Because nigga contract. Now, the effect, though, would have been that a party has been forced into contract by being deprived of their free will to act. This is why it's so important to do injunctions. So important to protect yourself against shit like child support. Taxes. Stuff that you can actually, you know, effectuate. You protect yourself against. You do it before you have issues. But when you when you get into a situation where you're under duress, remember, duress extends the contract entered into as a result of a threat, whether it's economic, uh, on your business, your trade, your life, your family. That's duress. Now, the consequence, of course, of establishing some shit being duress is that the contract is now void. So we're voiding the contract. I'm going to void the element of that contract, and this contract is no longer, you can't establish nothing, right? Because, see, the thing about claiming duress is that it has to really seriously be looked at. One of the main things about claiming duress is that, in the contract, is that somebody has to be doing some unlawful or once again, unconscionable shit. Right? You got to be basically, you know, doing stuff that don't have good faith and clean hands. Okay. Now, let's move down, and I'm gonna go to the last part of the contract: illegal and void contracts. This is the last element of a contract, right? Now, the law will not enforce every contract. Remember that. So when you expect somebody to enforce your contract, you better make sure that they're airtight. This is why, remember, your injunction is a contract. When you, when you shot, well, you know, go get a job out of brother the other day, he hit me up. He says, well, you know, I need to, I need to uh, use my social to get a job. Cool, do that. But remember, that is a contract. You need to go down there and get benefits. Right, you need. Let's say your eyes are bad. 
or your health is bad and you need health care. You're accepting a contract. Remember, it's a benefit. Okay, so certain types of contracts, right, will be legal and illegal. The 14th Amendment was a contract that they put you under, which your congressional records say is illegal. Okay. So, you know, real quick before we hit these call lines, right, I just want y'all to remember that there are different types of contracts, right? Now, the precise extent and the enforceability of a contract, right? Always depends on the force of law that you put it under. And I'll say that again the precise extent of the enforceability of your contract depends on the laws that you put it under. Okay? You want tort? You got to go to tort law. You want contract law? You better deal with contract law. You want to deal with the Constitution? You deal with constitutional law. You deal with the law that it's under that may have flown over a few heads, but believe me that when I tell you that there's remedy in your contract, everybody contracts. We contracting all day long. Like you contract when you get up in the morning and go to your job. You contracting when you go to the bank. You contracting when you're dealing with your kids. You contracting when you're dealing with your woman. You contracting. You better make the best contracts, man. All right, call lines wide open, 347-989-0194. You're on the Open Forum Fridays with Jonah Bay, right here on New Evolution Radio Network. And uh, this is Joey Bowser Bay. I'm filling in this morning, man. We'll be right back after these messages. Don't go nowhere. I'll open up these call lines and see what's good out there, man. I want to hear about y'all contracts. How's that going? We'll be right back. Peace to the gods.
Fridays with Jonah Bay from 10 a.m. to noon on Evolution Radio. You're listening to the new Evolution Radio Network. Visit JonahBay.com for more remedies. You're listening to Evolution Radio. Visit MakeMoreCommerce.com for more remedies with Joey L, where remedy meets preparation. All right, all right. Peace to the guys. Welcome back. You're sitting on the new Evolution Radio right here on Open Forum Friday with Jonah Bay. I'm your host, Joey L. Sitting in this morning. Car lines are wide open. Let's go to the car line see what's happening. 347-989-0194-314-282. You're on the line. Peace, peace to the God. What's going on, man? What up? What up? Peace to the God. Welcome to the show. Uh, uh, long time no hear from, man. How you been? I'm well, brother. I'm well. I, you know, I'll be right. on on Sundays. You know, I'm I, I'm always on on Sundays. So Fridays, we, we trying to get more consistent with these Fridays. Right. Oh, I know you on Sundays because your last few programs you've been having on, man, been off the chain. So yeah, no doubt. Oh, this is Carl. Oh, shit. I, I enjoy it over. Yeah. What's, What's up, man? Man? <laughs> man, I ain't man, I ain't heard you in a minute, man. How you been, brother? Been all right, man. It's just been having up, a man? cash flow issue, man? man. Trying to get them straightened out. Oh no, you're Straight not again? having a cash flow issue. You're not having a cash flow issue, brother. You you having a cash flow correction? There you go. Okay, well I'm working on it. Definitely working on it. There you go. You know we gotta change our words, man. You know the words, man. you know. Just powerful, man. So, exactly. You know, I, I wish you a lot of prosperity. Yeah, you're exactly right. You're exactly right, man. But I didn't really mm-hmm. want to, man. I like the topic today, man. I mean, yeah, about the Thank contract. You, uh, Thank you, I appreciate but, uh, that. you know, I also had to give you props on those past episodes. Oh, thank you, bro. You the like past shows off the chain, man. I listened to that last one you had uh, the other Sunday, man. I listened to that like three times. Man, this is dope. You know what? I went back and listened to that myself. I was like, shit. I was like, man, you know what? It's funny, man. The ancestors get, man, get into me, man. And I start dropping that shit, man. I had to go back and listen to my damn self. Take notes and shit. <laughs> and I see, I see more uh, 314 numbers are popping up. People calling in, so they probably finally catching on in my area, I guess. Yeah, man. I ain't find nobody. Yeah, so when somebody else call in, man, I mean, if you, if it comes to mind, slip on my phone though. I will. Matter of yeah, fact, so I'm they, gonna, yeah, um, no, they, they ain't I'm the only up. one in St. Louis. I got you. I'm gonna lock your phone down yeah. there now. Yeah, because yeah, I've been no, waiting for years for somebody from St. Louis to step it up, man. Ain't nobody. There's only a few brothers, and I ain't heard from them brothers that I used to hang out with that uh came to Kansas City with me. I've you, you, you know, it's, you know, it's funny, man, because you know, information, man. Spread slow when it comes to good information, and, and especially around this way, you know how I move. So, you know, I, I think that right. you know more people are catching on because more people are having issues. More people are looking for remedies well, for their and life. I, and exactly, and see, and I heard you mention before, like you know, most people usually come on when they have a problem. But see, that wasn't me. I never, I didn't have any issues when I first uh, started listening to you guys, man. I. You know, I just listened because it was interesting, and I was trying to find certain things. Like, yeah, when when I first when I, I first started getting into it, it, it was before that Michael Brown stuff went down. So I ain't gonna get all the details because if anybody went through the archives, they would have heard my whole story about all that. But but still, yeah, you know, I, I have no problems to afterwards. Yeah, so I got my problem after that. 
So, and you and had I got remedy off my, my stuff. Yeah, so. yeah, you had remedy. That's all I'm about to say. Because I remember you had a lot of problems <laughs> in the beginning. Or excuse me, not in the beginning, but when you started having problems, I remember you, you know, you were struggling a little bit, and then you started just catching on to the shit, dude. It was really easy for you. Yeah, I had my aha moment. <laughs> yep. And that, that'll come to everybody. So when you get that, man, you, you recognize that. I got guys coming to me, man, asking me to put together divorce papers for them. That's, that's how... That's how my world is right now. And you capable, yeah, and you capable of doing that now. I know that person, you know what I'm saying? You, you know, you, oh, yeah, because I did my own divorce. You know, you I ain't had nobody. Issues. Yeah, I remember. You know, so, hey, I mean, it's all good. I'm, I'm still learning. I'm, I'm still a student. I always listen to y'all. So don't think I ain't no, listening. I'm always you, listening. No, no, but listen, it's good to hear from you because I ain't heard from you in a minute, man. I said, what are you calling me, man? It's good to hear from you, bro. For real. Yeah, it's it's been a minute, you know. It's been a change. I'm, I'm still, I'm still gigging right now. I ain't, I ain't, I ain't got my, uh, my business kicked off like I wanted to. So I'm still gigging a That's little right. bit and Take doing my little side job too. So you That's know, okay. I, I gotta, I gotta time, follow man. the rules still, and not be on the here. phone. Yeah. <laughs> Take your black feet hey. <laughs> Oh yeah, man. I, yeah. I, I take that all the time on the regular, man. That's that's pretty good, there, man. But what I couldn't get my yes, hands indeed. on was that uh, I couldn't get on locally. I was trying to find it that that stuff Jonah was talking about that you put on the sole of your foot or whatever. Uh, oh yeah, I was, was just talking about. Um, yeah, I could I, never he, find. He bought some. He, he, you know, you might order that shit online. Cause I remember he told me I he tried to man, and it didn't look like the one that he was talking about, so I left it alone. It's because it's different versions of that plant, man, and I just couldn't find it. So I just left it alone. It, I didn't want to get the wrong is. thing. It is, and you might even buy. You might even look at see if you can get the heirloom seed for it. You know what I'm saying? And grow it yourself. Right. Thought about that too. Now, now, with, now, you know, now I tell you something that I that I got right recently, and it's called the money tree. You can look it up. It's called the money tree. Um, Stragglers. I take that joint and put it in your house. Right? And it's, it brings okay. abundance in, into your, not only into your house, into life, but it, it's been known for centuries for that abundance. It looks like a little tree. It comes like a little plant. It's called the money tree. You pick a one, you, you can pick up one of those. Now, I know that's not the same thing as putting it on your feet, but, you know, you can also put this in your house for your aura. Okay, that's it. That's it. All right. Yeah, check, yeah, right, check that out. Well, yeah, man. I, you but know, I, I ain't going to hold up the line, own. man, because I'm going to let everybody else uh, talk, man, because I know they want to get their questions asked. I just want to say what up to you because I ain't uh, making you, no, you know I'm still alive. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah no doubt, that, man. man. You know what? The next time I talk to Jonah, I'm going to ask him to put that back on the air and tell people where they can find that plant. So, you know, this way y- y'all can find that because that is something people need. You know, we need to keep exploring into the medicinals. That, that, yep, and that's, that's for sure, man, because I had some health issues in yeah, the past, man. too, man, that I just got over, so it's all good. But uh, you got you got a show Ooh, coming yeah, up Sunday? Man. What's the topic? I do got a show coming up Sunday. I don't even know yet. I'm probably going to go into the Civil War thing. I'm, I've been right, deep hey. into the Civil War information, so I'm probably going to keep going into it more than likely. That, that, that's interesting, man, because I've been still trying to follow uh, what's my boy Byron Island, man. They, they ain't supposed to speak on that, what, to June or July? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, because he ain't, he ain't actually won it yet. They, they ain't supposed to, huh? No, he ain't won that yet. I thought he did. When he right. 
Now, they ain't supposed to speak on that until I think it was June or July. They supposed to uh, give their decision on it. I don't remember the exact mm-hmm. date, but that's going I think that's well, going to determine a, a lot. It's an interesting case. Yeah, it's an interesting case. I have to say that. It's, it's one of them cases where you, it makes you sit back and go, hmm. You know, and if you look at it, the, I actually talked about this, but, you know, when they passed that Civil Rights Act, it actually was done under the Constitution. Under, unlike the 14th Amendment, it was done under the Constitution. Right. It was passed by two-thirds of the House. You see? So, the way I look at right. it, I don't see how they're really getting away with enforcing that uh, 14th Amendment anyway if, they, if it wasn't properly ratified. Uh, that, so, contract. I mean, with, with all the states. Today, this morning. This is contract. The elements of a contract. Your acceptance, you know what I'm saying, of, of the contract. Them offering you the contract, you 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 being willing to abide by the contract, you know what I'm saying? That's what makes it enforceable. Mm. Mm. Cause I know when when I was going through a, a court uh, thing and I I told the judge that uh <laughs> I, I wasn't a Fourteenth Amendment citizen, uh, and I told her that I wasn't a, 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 a I put in my uh uh. Affidavit of non-U.S. citizenship. She told me that I was a, 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 a what you call it, countryless. Uh, we can't use that word. She told me I, <laughs> that she's gonna call a, a <laughs> the authorities on me, immigration. <laughs> hey, call, let, let's call INA then. You want to call INA? They gonna come up here and tell you who I am. <laughs> you know. I, just, I, oh, I, I, I kind of lost my composure when she told me that, man. She told me I, I was stateless, is what she told me. She told me I was stateless. Whoa, whoa, And that whoa. she's gonna call, she's gonna call immigration on me. Now, 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 isn't that now, 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 that's, now that's pretty powerful to, to even to even hear that? She told you that you were stateless, bro. Mm-hmm. Stateless means that you're not a national of any state. That's why you still gotta do your nationality if you ain't done it. So, so that you're not stateless, you're in between. You're sitting in between right now. If you ain't done your passport and your birth certificate, well, success all the way, you, you're sitting in between as a non-U.S. citizen. If you haven't fully declared, okay, I'm not a U.S. citizen, but who, are, who am I? Mm-hmm. Well, I told her who I was, mm-hmm. and that's when she shut up. So she didn't really bring it up no more once yeah, I said it. But I think and you ended up being quiet because well we had an audience. Yeah, you did well. And you did well in that case, too, because... They kept trying to shut you down, didn't they? You breaking up? I can't hear you. I said you did that pretty well in that case because they kept they kept trying to shut you down in that case. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. But um, like I said, I I'm 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 hit, I'm, I'm hit and go on, on on a lot of my cases, but a lot of them I think I won more than I lost now. So I mean, my my, my percentage is good. So I mean, and I'm still learning. I mean, it's still laws that I'll be looking over and procedures. I mean, it, man, hey, man, it's just a learning experience because some things I ain't came across stops. yet. Okay. It don't never stop, though. You already yeah. know. Yeah, because hey, right now, I'm, I'm, I'm trying now, to... So we can talk. Yeah, bet that. Bet that. We'll do that, man. Let, let me let me I'm, quit holding up the I'm, line, I'm man, get, before they start cooking nah, me nah, out nah, the you We got a lot of people. <laughs> I got you. I'm, listen, I'm going to give it to the private, though. Now I got your info on shoot. All right, man. Bet that. Bet that. All right, man. Okay, go. All right, 
804-301. Peace to God. You're on the Revolution Radio on Friday. John Davis, what up? What up, Joy? What up? Peace to God. Yeah, man. I'm glad you say you thinking about coming down to VA, man. It's been a minute since y'all been out this bitch, man. <laughs> I know, I know. I know. Yeah, I seen my coming time... to the Hampton Road at Hampton Road. Yeah, see, the last time I went to a seminar here that Jonah came out to was, um, shit, 2018, when he came down. Yeah, I wasn't even, yeah, and I wasn't even at that one. I know exactly what you're You know, yeah, you know the bitch that was there. I mean, I'm just saying, like, you know, you know Jonah ain't coming out there. (laughs) Yeah. But, um, don't say nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for real. But look, um, first I want to tell you, man, like I said, every time I talk to you, I always tell you, man, how I love your fucking spirit, man. Your soul is always good for you to be a young brother. You, you, you're just doing your shit, man. I love that shit, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm an older guy. Thank right? you, bro. I'm honest to you. So, you know what I'm saying? But, um, I'm honest to you, bro. I appreciate that. Thank you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, um, um, a couple questions. One, um, the 8832, the 8832 form, right? All right, so yep. when I sent that information off, um, I had a P.O. box. But I'm thinking that I, I can't remember exactly. I don't have it in front of me now because I made a copy of it so I can tell you the address. But if uh, if, my, if the P.O. box is shut down now, uh, mm-hmm. am I supposed to get any kind of, like, confirmation from them? To, uh, you know, some kind of something that let me know everything was good or what? So, so normally what happens, bro, is there are people? Hold on, just a second. I gotta turn Shaka Khan down. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. So, no, so normally, what happens with the eighty-eight thirty-two is, uh, you know, if you now the best way that I was taught is you take that shit in and you let them stamp it in your local IRS mm-hmm. office as as received. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now you got your own back, bro. Okay. No, that's my work phone. Uh, All right, so, okay. um, so, 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 let me so, so hold on. Let me answer your question. Let me answer your question fully, though, for you. Right, mm-hmm. so the 8832, a lot of times, bro, when people actually uh, submit it, right, because if you're telling me that the address is different, you need to do a, a, a um, you need to do a correction to your classification. All right, most times okay. they don't give it right back to you saying, oh, you know, if you take it in and they accept it receipt, they're not going to say, oh, okay, everything's good. They're supposed to send you something. If they don't, okay. you need to call them. Okay. So you suggested I do it again, just do it over? No, don't do it over. You already did it once. I suggest that you call them and ask them. Okay. And then <laughs> I suggest you call them and ask them. All right. All right. So if they have to send me something, just give them my updated address and all. Yep. All right. Yep. All right. See, now, the whole thing about when you're dealing with the 8832, man, is that 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 entity classification, a lot of people, um, you know, do them for different things. You can do them for, for your trust, you do them for estates, for businesses, for the shelter. I've seen them do them for, for all types of shit. So if you change the address, you need to make sure that you let them know that you're changing the address. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that, that's just straight right. up. You know, they, it's, a, it's, under the, it's under what they call the revenue procedure. Okay. Now, um, the injunction. Would I have to do a separate injunction for everybody I'm trying trying to protect, like my kids, and or would I just have to just include them in nope. my injunction? Throw them in on the injunction. So just, 
So put them in my injunction. Are they are they eighteen or under? Um, I got one. She's um she's nineteen, and then the other two was you know kids, of course. So let me ask you this. Let me ask you this: Is your nineteen-year-old um anywhere close to um being receptive to this information? Well, kind of, sort of. Um, I I already authenticated her birth certificate all the way up, so I got that. Um, right. and I'm trying to what break I, her in. What I would suggest, you know, this is what I would suggest. This is what I would suggest. Do it for her. If she's dry, it, yeah, do it for her. Um, but include her in yours. But okay. If you go, now, matter of fact, let's backtrack a little bit. Do yours. Include mm-hmm. her license plate in in yours in her name, right? Mm-hmm. And when, and teach and then teach her about it and let her become comfortable enough to do it her on her own. Okay. So when you're doing that, when you're putting your place and everything in there, it, it doesn't have to be a car that's fully paid for, right? It could just be whatever you're driving it. Yeah, whatever you're driving, you're just trying to protect yourself. All right. All right, now my second question, the um, affidavit of denial of um, U.S. citizenship, I got that. Am I supposed to send that off to somebody to get, like, notarized or something like that? Because I got the, the, um, the actual template. What am, what am I supposed to do with no, that? Like, no, no, you what, you mean, what you do doing? Affidavit of denial of U.S. citizenship, bro. You just need to take it, you can notarize it, and then you take it and you put well, it with a regular, a, a regular notary. Yeah, with a regular notary. Okay. All right. And then if you and then if you choose to authenticate uh, your notary, you can do that because you know anything. Authenticate the notary. Prison, yeah. All right. So when I so um, do I have to like um. I, they just they just notarized the actual template that I got. I don't have to add nothing to it, like another sheet where they can yeah. actually like a giraffe or nothing like that. Well, now now here's the thing: if you want to add your giraffe, you can. Nobody's ever mm-hmm. stopping you from doing that. But normally right. you just take it and get it notarized. Now, like if I'm taking okay. it and I'm gonna send it out, you know, and I'm gonna put without the United States on there. Right, and I'm mm-hmm. and I'm being very specific. That's going to some type of uh, legal entity. Okay. Some type of some type of government entity or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you say. Listen, man, you could be as like effective. Yeah, you could be as effective as possible if you want to add your oh. Okay. All right. So you're saying with the affidavit of denial of uh, U.S. citizenship, I can take that up to like uh, a government official and get that notarized. You can, but but oh, but what right. I'm saying is, is, is after they denied you your citizenship, you you just take it to a notary. You just go to a notary. Okay. All right. Just making sure that it has without the United States on there. Well, see, listen. It, like I said, it depends on what you don't want. To do. Now. Okay. I got private no. I got private notaries, so it's not that big of a deal. But I understand where you're going with that because some notaries mm-hmm. may not want to do that for you. Well, the so, I got a private notary too. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, yeah, then, then you're good to go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, then you're good to go. Okay. I mean, that's the best way to do it. Okay. All right. Um, now, the student loan shit, man. So, yeah. right, with that student loan, yeah. I, I got the, um, what are, like, the the steps for it to get rid of that shit? I talked to Jonah the other day, but it was some crazy shit going on with my phone, man. He he probably tell you about that shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I ain't really get everything. Well, that, well, you know your student loan process. So, so all right, student loans. 
it's one of them things where you got to understand that either you're dealing with the original creditor, which they're really always not, um, or you're dealing with the second-hand, third-hand party, right? And a lot of these times, you know, these people, they'll send you the letters. So you got to look at that credit report and decide for yourself and say, all right, this is, these are contracts. Did I take these contracts out? Right? And so then you can actually look at your loan and say, all right, am I going to discharge them? Am I going to do it according to satisfaction? Am I going to say that they were uh, fraudulent because those contracts were signed under duress? Mm-hmm. Now, for me, that's what I started out doing because most of those contracts I never had full knowledge of. Those mm-hmm. shit got wiped off. A good majority of them when I first started these processes years and years ago. Right? And then what happens is they go away and then they sell them. And now they sold to third parties. So now you got to deal with third parties. And those are, you know, you can go to FDCPA, you know, FCRA, TCPA, because most of these people are calling you, trying to collect on student loans. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Right. So, I mean, it's, yeah. yeah. It's a lot. You have a lot of issues now. Now, if you need to, I got a, a webinar. It's called Stop the Student Loan. Hold on a second. Yeah, right, I, saw so I got a stop two loans webinar. Yeah, yeah, you can check that yeah. out. Uh, it's about a two hour webinar, maybe a little less, uh-huh. and that's what we went over: how to okay. how to eradicate, how to fully eradicate the loans. Right? I mean, the student mm-hmm. loans is th- th- listen, bro. I think that that's one of the biggest problems we got as a people yeah. it, collectively with the debt. Because for a long time, we thought we were supposed to go to college. Right, right, right. We don't have to go to college. Sure, sure. Most people are better off not going. Well, you think, I mean, when you think about, like, um, like if you look at, like, the Black Wall Street area and, uh, like, Tulsa, Oklahoma and shit like that, them people ain't never going to move goddamn college, man. Them people, was they just had trades. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's, that's, and then yeah, it's crazy. Right. Mm-hmm. Only, only mistake they crazy made is like, get their own money. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I was looking at some shit, some other shit, too, the other night, man. This shit kept me up all night, man. Um, like it's a place down here in Richmond called Jackson Ward, and Jackson okay. Ward was like just it was probably a little bigger than um Tulsa, Oklahoma, because you know, uh, with the Maggie Walker and I think I heard of that back and all that, yeah, man. Yeah, I, think Listen, I, I was reading that yeah, shit, yeah. I have same I have type of community, never, right? huh? Same type of community, right? Black people had their own, uh. Yeah, 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 man. They had like two hundred houses over there in Jackson Ward, and what they did was, like, when the general, the new general assembly came, what they did was they tore down all those houses and built what they call projects, right? <laughs> so what they uh, you know how was, they did that too, don't you? Yeah, man. So what they did, look, in the domain. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what they called. So now, land acquisition. What they did was they offered. They offered the 200 families that had those houses, they offered the first 25 families um, the vouchers for those projects. And I think, like, only five people accepted it. The rest of them motherfuckers were like, hell no, this is our fucking hood. How are you going to come over here and, you know what I'm saying, just do that shit? Because what they wanted to do, they wanted to build a highway right there along with those projects. And we all know what a lot of times what they build those highways for right there in them, in them hoods and shit. You know what I'm saying? That's right. That's, That's right. military That's right. shit. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. So, like, what I was looking at was, like, the banks, like, how some of the black banks that was black-owned back then, like, what what happened to them and where they go. Some of them, I think it's, like, one black bank that's still in existence here in that area. 
And the thing with that is they don't really get a lot of business. You know what I'm saying? Because they're like a smaller bank now. It's kind of like the, the Wells Fargo and Bank of America, all of them kind of muscled them out. You know what I'm saying? So, so let me ask you a question. Let me ask you. Let me ask you a question. What 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 year was Jackson Ward? What you mean? What year was it? What year did that happen? And what oh, time? When they had all, when, they were, when they were flourishing yeah. like that. When they was flourishing like that. Yeah. Well, yeah. This yeah. What, like what time 19, period? Did you say this was like in the ninth, early 1900s. Yeah. Would you, um, was, I'm would, you, would you say it was? When you say early 1933. Okay, 1913, did the Federal Reserve Act, mm. right? Don't forget, it did the National Banking Act as well. Right. I'll give you the year, I'll give you the year on that one, too. Hold on, because it's going to help you toss up more. Because remember, we had the Freedmen's Bureau. Now, they did the National Banking Act in 1863, right? So mm-hmm. that one is where the United States uh, Federal Banking Act it established the system for the national bank. Then it yeah. took them a little bit of time. We, a lot of us, had our own banks too, and our own mm-hmm. money systems. Mm-hmm. It took them. It took them literally, dog, from like right after the Civil War up to the Reconstruction, and several years after that, to fully eradicate yeah. most of our banking systems. And then they had to bring in that FDIC and all of that. Right, and that tell you how hard how hard we had that shit locked down. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah man, that we, shit locked down. Like we had this we yeah, did a lot. Like a bitch. And the crazy thing is, you know, it's not just like sitting in Virginia. And the crazy thing is, like, I'm 38, man. I've been living down here all my life. I ain't never lived nowhere else. I have never known it. I, I, now, the, I know, like, they got a statue of Bojangles and all that kind of stuff like that in the projects. You know what I'm saying? And I never had history behind it. So this recently, I just came into this information. I was like, I started looking up Black Wall Street because you know about the one they had, like, North Carolina, Tulsa. So I started just looking up that shit. And when I saw Jackson Ward in Richmond, Virginia, I was like, hold on. So mm-hmm, that kept mm-hmm. me up all night. I ain't even go to work the next day. Make sure. Come on, <laughs> man. Yeah, well, you, you know, you know what I'm listen, that would be powerful information, though, because what it is is we start seeing, like, damn, we was really effectuating commerce, right? Yes. But, I mean, obviously, we was all thinking a little differently then, too. I, you know, I watched the clip last night. Um, of uh, New York in 1900, right? It was 1910, mm-hmm. right? And, mm-hmm. and you could see, even then, there were black people in New York walking around, you know, most white people. There wasn't no bunch of racism and shit like that, like, evident yeah. in, in the video. But yeah. one of the things I noticed, bro, is everybody everybody had on suits. Even if you were yeah. poor, you had on Yo. suits. <laughs> Yo, me and my girl was talking about this shit the other day, right? So, I was telling her because, like, um, she got this, um, she got this documentary that she was watching um, called "Teddy uh, Colors," right? The dude named Tariq Nasheed oh, and that. shit. Yeah. So, oh yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. So one, two, yeah. Three. So I was telling her like she kept looking at her. She was getting so hot about like I didn't even do that. You know these people slaves and da da da. I said, well, think about it. I said, look at those pictures again. Those people that's hanging from them trees, they got on suits and shit. If you just came out of slavery, what the fuck are you doing with a three-piece suit on? <laughs> you well, know what I'm saying? Well, you know, yeah, a lot of them was our congressmen, our senators yeah. that was hanging. The last, they were getting rid of them last little bit of morals that they had to in order to yes, take over shit. Well, man, you know what I'm deception is a motherfucker, dog. 39th Congress, the 40th Congress. After that, yeah. all these institutions came into place. 
14th Amendment, all this other shit, you know? And then your black codes, your hangings, you know? Shit, I'm I'm over this bitch working on the car, man. So I got one more question. I got one more question, and I'm going to get off the line. I'll give you you one more. Go ahead, one more. What what else you got? All right. Um, The child support. So I I know I got the, um, I got my kids, birth certificate authenticated. I got the, um, the year of the Bible. I got that. Um, and then I got a copy of the uh, original order. Now, the thing is, I got the administrative order. This is what I was telling Jonah, too. Um, I got an administrative order. So are those the three main things that I'm going to send in? I know he says something, too, about the child support injunction. I'm going to have to do that, too. So are those, like, yeah, the four things child... that I have to do? Yeah you, you, well, yeah, you do need to do a child support injunction. Now, the administrative order, if it has your signature mm-hmm. on there, you need to make sure that you send your signature. Well, he the thing was he told me Jonah was talking to me about the um he was talking to me about the guardian and leave him because I ain't never signed shit. You know what I'm saying? They guardian signed the original. I ain't got no signatures nowhere. Yeah, I ain't I ain't, I ain't even who, signed who shit. Did, so he was saying how they who, who, who did they well who did they appoint to be a guardian and leave Not not me. I mean, well, I don't know who the hell um who appointed them, but I never knew nothing about it because see when this shit happened, I was like eighteen. You know what I'm saying? So I won't think of nothing about no law. I was out there probably breaking the fucking law, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so no, I, ain't I, no, I, ain't I, no shit I got about you. Court. And the thing is, like, see, do uh, it. I, see, a guardian ad litem. Go ahead. So you never yeah, what? Go ahead. I'm listening. I say I, I have never been to court for shit. You know what I'm saying? Because I always basically kind of like live my life private anyway. I ain't never, you know, I mind my own business. I don't fuck with people that I think you, if you think, if I think you fucked up, I don't fuck with y'all. I ain't getting in no trouble with nobody. You know what I'm saying? So exactly. the shit that I got going on is other shit that I put myself in. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The student loans, yeah. uh, car note, shit like that. I actually got involved in that. But um, outside of that, I ain't never been to court for no speeding ticket, no no DUIs, no shit. You know what I'm saying? No crime. You know what I'm saying? So my thing is, well, like, this kind of shit is kind of new to me. Right, well, c- consider this, right? Guardian ad litem, right, that deals with somebody that the court appoints. So the court mm-hmm. appointed somebody to, to deal with uh, your case in terms of, like, your daughter, to look into the case, your son, whatever. Right. They, they appointed somebody. So mm-hmm. um, I'm not sure exactly what that told you, um, right? But, I mean, in terms of even using your guardian ad litem, you got to figure out who that is. Right, I mean, yeah. you gotta you gotta take you gotta take back all those contracts. So he may have been telling you that because that that's a contract there in itself as well. The court appointed yeah, somebody. Yeah, you know what? Because what I did was I went down to the court building and I I pulled my name over. I was asking him about it, the clerk, and she was like, "You don't have no court order for for nothing in here." So when I called the um the social worker, she was like, "Oh yeah, you got an administrative order. This ain't no court order." So. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, mm-hmm. all right, well, send me a copy. Send me a copy of the, the original order. So she was like, well, why you want that? I said, I need that for my personal records. Just send it to me. You know what I'm saying? So when she said it to me, she didn't know what the fuck I was doing. But I was just like, all right, now I got this shit. So now I need to, you know what I'm saying? Probably like put on there no contract. Just send my signature. Yeah, all that shit. Well, you know well listen. Yeah, listen. Put on there no contract. Send it back. I think what you need to do is gather all of your stuff and and, and holler at one of us so we can see everything you got. But any, yeah, anything that you put your name on or anything that has your name on it, remember, it's a contract. You want to rescind the contract, yeah. take it back. Right. Yeah. I got you. You know, and, and some some of that shit you might need to rebut. 
You might need to rebut the comment. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, I ain't got a whole lot of shit going on, Joyce. So I, you know what I'm saying? I talked to Jonah like last year. I was talking to him about this shit, but I ain't got a whole lot of shit going on in my life, man. So I was talking about that nationality shit, but I want to make sure I know what I'm doing before I move. You know what I'm saying? Because like I've been, I've been, fucking, yeah, I've been, I've been fucking with y'all for like no lie, um, Joy, about two and a half years, three years. But the thing is, I'm just starting to move because I'm just starting to understand a lot of this shit. You know what I'm saying? So, like, what I do is if I don't know it, I ain't moving. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just now getting to the point where I'm understanding, like, the, the guns number, the 8832 form, all that shit. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. I'm just playing catch-up. Like, well, I'm going to the archives. Well, just, well, you know, listen, that's why that's why the archives is there for you, man, because a lot well, of this information is not meant to be learned in one night. It's, it's, yeah. a, it's, a, culmination, it's a culmination of steps. That are done over a period of time, you know. Yeah. I mean, that's the biggest thing that a lot of people tend to forget. You know, you don't just listen. While you don't have a issue, don't don't feel mm-hmm. like you gotta rush into the information. Yeah. Take your time and learn. Yeah. Because believe well, see, me, a lot of people who wish that they was in that position. When I first came into it, instead of me going back in the archives and listening to older shows, like when Jonah was with high um uh, high frequency and all that. What I did first was I just I just found out about y'all and just started rolling with y'all from day one. But now that y'all got the archive, oh, yeah, I no go doubt. back to them shit. And I be killing them motherfuckers, like, you know what I'm saying? But I be trying to answer because y'all got them new shows and I be trying to hear that shit. <laughs> I be trying to be oh, all yeah, no doubt. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Listen, man, it's education, man. That's why we put the archive yeah, man. back here. Because it's consistent education. You, you, you go learn any time of the day, even if we're not on the air. Y'all got the first school that I fuck with. <laughs> I, I, I appreciate it, bro. I appreciate it. For real. I appreciate it. But yeah, I ain't no going to hold the line up, man. Um, okay, um, Jonah know me. I'm, I'm Navaj Beats, man. And um, when I hit you up, I'm Navaj, man. So, yeah, I'm going to definitely holler at you, homie. All right? Yeah, no doubt. Get with me, bro. All right, peace to the God. Peace, God. Peace. Man, I got to get some better headphones. These headphones, they be going in and out. 602. Three nine six, you on the line? What up? Six oh two, three nine six. All right, we're gonna keep going there. Nine oh one, two six five. Peace to the gods. Peace to the gods. What's going on, Joy? What's going on? Peace to the gods. Welcome to the show. Man, man, I just want to uh, say thanks for my getting to my call. But uh, I had a quick no question doubt. on that contract, that contract law that you was uh, you was talking about. Now, when it comes to uh, juvenile, how does that actually work? You know what I'm saying? Uh, as far you as the contract law. Yeah, yeah, because what I'm dealing with right now is uh, they, got, they got, it's like a truancy charge. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And uh, <clears throat> what they what they trying to do is prosecute me on the truancy charge, but uh, it was for my son missing school. So in a situation like that, how do you handle the contract? Where is the contract? You know? Well, that's the first thing that that, that should be pointed out, right? They're pro- they're trying to prosecute you on the statute, right? An ordinance, right? So remember, right? That the only contract you got is with the Constitution. And that is what they call ex post facto, 
fact that they're even trying to bring that against you, right? I had nothing to right, do with that, right. even though now what they're trying to say is is that your son is your responsibility, right? Because he's your son. See how they try to throw it back on you? <laughs> right, right. They, they try to throw man. it back on you, right? But how yeah. is your son right now? Who does he live with? His mama? No, nah, he stays with me. He lives with me. He stays with you. He stays with you. All right. Yeah, he's fourteen. So, so this is. I, I would like to see the charge that they, they officially got you charged with. But remember this: you got to fight that like anything else. It's the matter right. ain't even really about your son. It's about them trying to yeah, get money. Yeah, I, I noticed. Yeah, I noticed that too. You know what I'm saying? Uh, even when I go in, I don't see my name on the uh, ballot. I, I see my son's name, but they call me. Yeah, they're trying to prosecute like, your son. So what you need to do now is you're gonna see you're, you're your son's guardian, guardian, your, your legal guardian. Uh-huh. So now you got to go in there now and defend him like you would defend yourself. You got to do rule right. This is unconstitutional. All of this, you, you got to go right. in just like that. You got to pull the discovery okay. on the case. See what they're saying. Who's saying, who's okay. saying that that my son was truant? Let me see that. He wasn't truant. He was okay. with me that day. We was doing our religious ceremonies. Right, right. I pulled okay. him. I pulled okay. him. I pulled him out of school that day because how did they, how did they know he was truant? Did, did he get caught by a truant officer? Nah, nah, nah. He he was uh. See, we was doing homeschool, you know, and I had him in oh, the, well, into the. Oh uh, that's even better. Yeah. Yeah, that <laughs> you just do a good point out there too. I like that. Yeah, under like religion. That. Okay. Uh, under your religion, you can practice that, and under the Constitution, you have a right to do that. Right. Right. Okay. Okay. You got to bring so that that's up. Basically, the how that works. So yeah, I, I was hearing you you speak more about the rebuttal uh, of a contract. So it wouldn't be a, a a contract for me to rebut then in this situation, would it? Or just well, that affidavit now, that I need to rebut. Is it is it private school? A public school. What just and, and what did you sign when you signed them up for school? Got to go back and reference that. What's allowing them to okay. pull you into that contract? Because like let's say it's public school. Even public school, you got to go up and sign something to enroll your son in school. Right, mm-hmm. right. So if, okay. if at some point in time you enrolled him in, in a school that's that's trying to say uh-huh. he was true, like is it a school that's saying he was true, or is it the school district? Right, it's the school district. It's the school district. So where's my contract with the school district? I never had a contract with right. the school district to, to enroll my son into school. We're not even U.S. citizens. We're not public people. Right. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Matter of fact, we I have original that. indigenous. You know what I'm saying? We it, like you got to go into all of that. Like you got to go into the religious side of it. Then you got to go into the nationality side of it. Like wait a minute, y'all 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 encroaching on some rights here. Right. Okay. So so in this in this case, I would I would definitely need to file. You said the, the five point one. Am I filing the uh, note motion to dis dismiss or? Cause I think that's the that's first been, thing you need to do. Yeah. That's the very first thing right. you need to do. Before you but do see, I, when I was when I was when I was reading, studying the laws um, of that, um, it, it stated that you had up to what, like, twenty days to be able to do that. Yeah. So, so well, it depends on what state you're in. Each circuit court okay. or, or, or district court, whatever court you're in, has their own rules in terms of that. But normally, it's about twenty days. 
and you do a motion to dismiss, you can do that based on um, whatever may have been missed, right? Maybe they didn't properly serve him. Maybe they tried to serve a minor, but they don't have a contract with him. Like any of these elements you can try to bring up in a motion to dismiss. Right. But your best bet is you better get a copy of that discovery so you can see what that case is. Okay. Copy of the discovery. Now, I, I would go to the clerk of court office for that, right? Yes. Okay. Okay. Man. Yes. Or well, you I can appreciate request that. it in writing. Request it in writing and send a certified, yep. certified mail. Yep. Yeah. Well, okay. see, some courts, all right. So, like, the way I've done it, right? If you're requesting discovery, you can do a motion for discovery. Got to, that's what when I say requested in writing, you do a motion for discovery. You put it into the court. Right. You file that. Oh, motion. okay, okay, but okay, okay. I get what you're saying. Motion of discovery. Okay. Well, shit, man. I'm gonna try that, and uh, you know, see if I can get get it moving like that. Man, I appreciate that right, that, that wisdom. Yeah, no doubt. Peace, God. Is, bro. I hope that, uh, that worked out well for you. Hit me up. Let me know. All right. Peace. All right. Peace, God. All right. Real quick, the people been hitting me up. You can go to JonahBay.com. You can uh, pre-register uh, for a copy of uh, the trust webinar. Um, I'll have copies available on my site once we fully release the copies um, all together. Um, and then... Oh, those who was on the webinar, I'm going to have some coupon codes for y'all. We'll send them out. All right, so just be cool. We'll get them out to y'all. I know y'all waiting. All right, 484 What up? Peace to the God, Joey. Peace to the God. Long time no hit, brother. How you doing? Yeah, no time no hit. What's going on with you, brother? I'm building. Just building over here, bro. You know, matching. Yeah. Friday. I hit. I hear you, man. This topic is wonderful, man. Contracts. Contracts. Beautiful thing, man. Absolutely. I ain't really had no questions. I just had a question about about the contract. Uh, When you do do a contract with somebody, does that have to be notarized to put it in in, in law? You know what's funny is that a notary stipulates contracts, right? Mm -hmm. So a a judge can only rule on it. So how was your contract stipulated if you didn't use a notary or had three people witness? Got you. Got you. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, in law, for something to be effective, I would say you want to have a notary, bro. Yeah, that way, if you have to take it to court, it's going to back you up because you got it notarized. Yep, exactly. I get it. That's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah, See, here's my thing about a notary, right? Anything that can't be proven must be proven. So if I'm using a notary, what I'm saying to anybody who who comes forth is that I I did my due diligence in making sure that I proved what I was doing. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And that you're covering yourself and, you know, you're solidifying your contract with him and Tessie Reneges or whatever the case could be. Yeah, exactly. You're 100% right. That's dope. That's you're dope. 100, you're 100% right. That's dope. Yeah, man. You know, I, I think the thing about contracts is, bro, we be forgetting, bro. We do contracts all the time. You go get a job, that's a contract. 
soon as you go sign up for the job, you agreeing to certain parameters within the contract and all types of shit. I agree to show up at this time and, and not leave until this time. Yeah, if I do, yeah. I agree that you're going to let me go at any time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the way you broke it down earlier, everything's a contract in life. You know what I'm saying? Everything is. You just got to negotiate the right way so it can benefit you. And yes, that's right. From the time you wake up, and, it's a contract. <laughs> even verbal contracts, like you said, through wifey, friends, family, whatever. Yeah. All contracts. Mm-hmm. All, all contracts. And see, the, even even the term contract, like like a lot of people, you know, probably, you know, oh, they talking about contracts again. But I mean, let's keep it real, bro. Like everything that we do all day long, you making contracts with people. Hey, I'll see you later. <laughs> okay, cool. You know, uh, I'm going to call you back. Okay, all right, cool. Verbal contracts. Yeah. I'm gonna, I am I promise to do better. Oh, okay, cool. Those are all contracts. Yeah, yeah. It's like, okay, it. but, and, and those are verbal. But what about the, and then we mm. get to the written one. And shit that's enforceable. Yeah, yeah. Now we have enforceable things you got to notarize. Yeah, so going back to your notary thing, man, that's exactly the reason why we need shit notarized. Mm-hmm. Exactly why. Yeah, because that's our private court, right? That we're speculating certain facts, and they're agreeing with it. If if you want to really have a private court, I would say a truly private court is a private conference, private, you know, like which which is a group of people. You know that you essentially split with. That's that's private in that sense where you know you could say, hey, I know this person to be known to. I've, I've known this person for ten years, and I know who he is, right? And then another person says, I know this person, and I know I also know who he is. That would essentially be more private. But then I guess in the sense of you know when you really gotta get down to the to the brass tacks of um, proving it, you need to know the way. You yeah. might even want to have a notary witness that them three people know each other. Like it even gets that deep. I've done that, so I mean, mm-hmm. we got to really, done, you know, go all the way. In. Yeah, yeah, definitely, man. We got to understand these contracts, understand what they're about, and how they affect us or could benefit us too. You know, like that contract you said with the U.S. citizenship. They never give us full disclosure about that. They just gave us one option: be a U.S. citizen and do the American dream. No, they never That's say it. you could be a national. You know what I'm saying, or more. <laughs> well, they're not gonna you know tell you that. They're not gonna tell you who you are. I'm, I'm gonna give no. you the option to be this if you don't know anybody. Yeah, absolutely. I agree 100. Yeah, man. I agree 100. Yeah, bro. So I mean, you know, just it's just a listen. Everything we do is based around how well we contract. So. I just been learning that shit over the years, man, and I know it to be so effective that, you know, uh, listen, bro, everything we do is based off of law. Like the law say, I can, I can take my signature back. Oh shit, what about student loans? Same thing. That's what my mind went with it. I was like, oh, okay, I see where it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because we're allowed to be sitting our signature on any contract. That's the whole power of contract law, right? No matter what it is. 
Yes, it hey, is. I got a question, Joe, Joey. Um, when you plan on doing the next uh, webinar for that for the trusted ventures? We're working on that. that. We're gonna do part two soon. Yeah, part two is coming up soon. We're working on we're working on getting that done now. Um, we're trying to figure out you know some dates within our schedule. But I got some other webinars and stuff coming in between time. So uh, I'm gonna be doing uh, a child support webinar soon. That's gonna okay. be coming up. Um, and we're going to do trust webinar part two. And then I think we're also going to do um, another injunction webinar coming up. So we got some, we got some shit coming up this year, man. We got we got a lot of stuff coming up that we're trying to bring this year. That's dope. That's dope, man. We got to start the new fiscal year on the right note with the right information so we can get to the next level. Now, Appreciate I'll tell you something you else that we're doing. Yeah, no doubt. Now, something else we're doing on my website, Make More Commerce, uh, we, we're now creating a section. Uh, there's a beginner section. There is a intermediate section and an advanced section. So depending on where you believe your level is, you can go to those different sections and get products for those particular areas. So we're trying to make things more organized so people understand exactly how things should be done. Uh, you know, and as the, as laws and shit change, we you know we'll adjust. But you know, we're trying to shit, make shit more easy, man, because people are all over the place. And this information ain't easy, you know what I mean? It, 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 it's, it's actually harder than what it, it is, you know what I mean? You got to understand words, like you said, look up words and just understand the nature of it because he's a beast in his own self, you know? So glad you well, guys we in the matrix, put this together. <laughs> we in the matrix. Yeah, absolutely, bro. I believe that all the time, man. You know, I, I just, uh, I got a little testimony, man. I just uh, went for uh, another card and I got my American Express. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so, congratulations. Uh, I'm real happy about that, you know. So I'm just going to keep plugging the world. Thank you, bro. Thank you. That's you know, I'm just getting that commerce popping in 2020. I like it. Walk it yeah, man. Right. Absolutely. I, 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 uh, I ended the, the, the fiscal year. Getting a card, and I started the, the new fiscal year getting another card. You know what I'm saying? So I like it, it's that. working That's out for man. me. You on top of that? Now the, the the next thing, man, you know, maybe go to Crown Jewelers, something like that. You know, keep it going. You know, keep extending your credit. You know, this way you can keep building, build that shit all the way up. Yeah, yeah. And this this new fiscal year, I want to get my business credit on point because I, I, I I'm doing well with the personal. I just want to get that business going. So I can get all of them intertwined and start rocking, you know? Yes, sir. Yo, listen, That's my goal. I, I, I strongly believe, bro, that when people take the time to really focus in, especially on that business, man, that's going to really elevate a lot of people's lives because it's, gonna, it's really going to allow your commerce to grow. Ten times more credit. Uh, you don't and, want that. I'm looking, for, I'm looking forward to that. Because I already been successful on the personal, so I know I can be successful. I am going to be successful on the business. Just going to rock that out. Been working on it, studying it, and about to pull the trigger soon so I can get that part started, you know? Because that's the major Absolutely. part. You know? That's what you're going to get, like you said, the, the $150,000 line of credit opposed to only 10000 you know? Well, and that's the way that like, we just. Right? If you get. If you get a payback score of eighty or above, it's pretty it's pretty easy to go in 
and ask for as long as you got a good guarantor. Like, if you need one, if it stands up on its own, good. But it's pretty easy to go in and get 150000 in trouble, 250000 in trouble in a period of 6 to 12 months. It can be done. Mm-hmm. You can even go yeah. to straight cash if you, if you know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm studying up on it right now. I'm, I'm brush, you know, I, I got a, a, a full understanding of, of what, the, how it works. But you know, as I dig into it, I know I'm going to need a consultation once or twice from you. So that'll come, you know, and and you can fill me in on the ins and outs and the private, you know. But uh, absolutely, well, you're ready. Um, you know, you can, you know where I'm at. You can hit me up. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you in uh, where you at? New Jersey. In PA. You in PA? We looking at coming out to PA too. Again, coming down to Philly. Yeah, we're doing another one in Philly as well. Um, I think we're we're doing that one in April, if I'm not mistaken. Well, yeah, I'll definitely be at that joint. That's for sure. I yes, mean, sir. Looking forward to this, you know, uh, supporting you guys and, and getting some more new information. And, and by that time, I should already oh, we be working. You know. Oh, absolutely. Information, bro. So much information to get out this week, bro. Absolutely, man. And, and I appreciate you guys for bringing it out and to the light for us, you know, because uh, this is the only outlet I really fuck with. You know what I mean? I don't listen to nobody else. You should know that, you know. I only That's fuck humbling. with you I and Jonah. Believe me, that's humbling, bro. We we appreciate that, bro. Me and this nigga Jonah, bro, we be trying real hard to, to make sure that we keeping all of this shit afloat. So I appreciate that, bro. Thank you. Yeah, you know I'm a long time listener. I ain't going nowhere. I, I'm staying to the end. You know, no doubt about that. But uh, you have a good weekend. I ain't really got much more. Hey, you do the same, dog. Peace to the God. Great no game. Talking Peace to, to you, God. Joey. You too, Take God. Care. Good to hear from you. Peace, dog. Peace. Peace. Your buddy right there. All right, let's um take a couple more calls, man, before we get out of here. We're a little overtime today, so I'm just extending on the line today. But let's go to eight one three four three one. Peace to God. Peace to God, Joey. How you doing, bro? What's up, bro? Peace to God. Welcome to the show. Yeah, man, you definitely overtime. I appreciate this, man. I ain't thinking it was a show, but thank you, man. I appreciate it. I didn't think it was gonna be a show yeah. either. Yeah. Nigga, yeah. yeah. I, I was calling Jonah. I'm like, fuck it, I guess I might just hop on. We're going to do a show today. We're going to do yeah, a show. I, I had a topic planned anyway, so. I didn't want to send no group text because I was sad. See y'all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where are you? Yeah, yeah. 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 it's all weekend all good now, man. Yeah, man, I'm, no doubt. I'm trying to get in. I'm trying to get in a couple contracts and I'm trying to get out a couple contracts. But all this shit is contracts. All right. Trying to get in some pussy contracts? Hell no. No, hell no. That's going to fuck with my money. So I ain't trying to do that right now. Hell no. Hell no. That'll defeat the whole money ritual right now, man. No way. Yeah, man, wait, wait a second, wait. 
Just wait a damn minute, man. I know you don't smoke weed. I know this. But I'm going to get you high today. Because it's Friday. You ain't got no job. And you ain't got shit to do. Man, listen, man. Okay. I should actually when we had a console the other day, but I forgot. Man, you know, once you get off the phone, everything else comes. Yeah, I, I ain't get all my my um my three enforcement letters notarized by the same person. So with my notary protest, I mean, how would I would I have to start that over, or would I? Is it okay? Uh, no, I just do a notary protest for each one of them. Do a notary protest for each one of them. Like two of them ain't mm-hmm. gonna do it. One of them ain't gonna do it. They're in the bank. The bank be tripping on then, so much shit, you know. Then, you know what I'm saying? Then you may want to start over <laughs> so, so that you can be efficient all the way through. Okay, yeah, that's what I was thinking too, man. That I was like, fuck. When I started looking at the paperwork, I was like, fuck, okay. Yeah, that's that. And then, then your, your website is so hard. Your, your website hard to navigate, man, on the CPNs, man. I mean, I can't even find the checkout box when I hit the thing, man. Oh, uh, yeah, I mean, you know that's... what? I'm figuring. You know what? We're working on trying to get everything together um, because we're redoing everything. Um, that that probably should be fixed uh, with the CPN thing today uh, because I, I realize that when you go into prices, it comes up like two different prices. Um, so it's a little yeah. confusing there. Um, but, but don't worry. We're going to release a whole new format to the site. Okay, yeah, I was just, I was just trying to get that, you know, I need that number. I'm trying to get that number. I got you. I tell you what, hit, hit, me, um, <laughs> hit, hit me on the text in about an hour or so, um, and I'll, I'll see if we can get that worked out for you. Okay, okay that's what's up. Now, with the trust of Florida, you said it's easy to set up the trust of Florida. I just need to have my nine yes, eight number. Uh, so all I need is my nine eight number, right? And uh, um, and the uh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you don't even need that in Florida when you're doing your sighting. They don't even ask you for that in Florida. You just so, need to get a the copy of of the registration form. You fill it out, and then you take it in there with with your with your um with your declaration and your resolution. I gotta take that. You're in not I thought I just had to you mail it in. It, it looked like you just, it looked like you just mail in that form. It looked like you just really pay the fee and mail it in. But that's that's, that's you need it. To have you pay a, the fee, mail it. That's it. Pay the fee, mail it in, mm. and they and they, they they register it in probate. You gotta listen when you're doing a trust, you gotta register the damn thing in probate. Yeah, yeah. Right. Even if it's an express trust, you register it in probate. This way, they can't. Probate court tells the niggas they don't have jurisdiction to pierce the trust because it's, it's there's a contract already. Okay. And what one day you had a show, man? You're talking about that breach, man. With what was the exercise or expand one of them? You're talking about that yeah, breach. Yeah, the breach. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You did, you, did, did you decide that you wanted to file a lawsuit? I do want to file a lawsuit because I was affected by it. So that's why y'all want to follow it. It's my money, and I want it back. Yeah, man, that's why y'all tell us to talk. Yeah, I was just saying, dude. I was just saying, yeah, I want my money. I want it now, man. I want it now, baby. 
Man, man. Hey, yeah, man, hey, if, well, I, listen, if, man. if I don't, man, I'm defeating the, 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 the person to come to the Mitch. Well, I'm trying to get it all, man. You know what I'm saying? So, I ain't mad at you. I ain't mad at you, bro. Listen, the, the best thing you're going to do, go, go pull the, um, the, the, the class action suit so that you can see what everybody, you know, what the lawyers are complaining about in the suit. I read, I read that. I read that shit. Good. Then you should I'm just trying to let your own complaint. Based off well, of that. Well, yeah, yeah, I can. Okay, so I should base it off of that. Damn, so it's pretty much, it's pretty much identity itself. I did a freeze on my credit after I got done reading. I froze my credit. You yes, know what I'm saying? I put a freeze on all three of them. So it's kind of, it is identity. I would highly suggest you do a freeze on your credit. That's always a good thing to yeah. do. I might go do that shit in my damn self. Yeah, because I was listening to that show that day. Shit, after you got done reading that show, I went and started reading up on it. Then my sister sent me the link. She was affected. And I got, I ran mine. I was affected. I said, okay. I, so I'm getting my, trying to get my 20. I don't want to be in a class. I want to be in a class of my own, like you say. I just want to get mine. Yeah, man, listen, me and you both. Me and so you I'm both. like, shit. So, so I based it off of that, that class action lawsuit that they got for my state, because they got everybody state in that class action lawsuit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so like, what I do is, with the, when you do class action lawsuits, right, essentially, you got to include yourself in the class action. So you also have to do an affidavit of exclusion from the class action. I don't want to be included in that shit. Because I'm going to do my own suit. Okay. But I was just, I would base it off of that. That's gonna be my form. That's gonna be my format. Yeah. Kind of like look at that and use that. They went through the it. Same way. Okay. It's identity right. theft, and then you do your own identity theft affidavit with the FTC, and then you can put together your own identity theft affidavit separate from that, and then you just go from there. Okay. All right. All right, man. All right. Yeah, Joe, man, you got a lot. I got to do a lot of stuff over, man. Cause I was going to this notary. Sometimes I notary it there, so I go to the bank, and then the bank don't do the notary protest. Cause I went in that accident, they tripping. I'm like, man, shit, ain't oh nothing. no, they're not gonna do you that. Know what they got, you, you may have to write, you may have to write your shit um, in such a way as to where because most times they don't, they don't, most times they're not reading what the fuck they're signing anyway. So you may want to do notary protest on one page that you're gonna have them sign, and then the other page is making something else. You know, sometimes you got to play that game with them. They're going to play that game with you. Or you may have to write it in such a way. Or or just write it in such a way. Listen, bro, you may have to write your protest in in such a way where um, they don't feel threatened by signing. I I enjoyed it, man. I sat there, man, one day. The lady read the whole, joined the whole third part of the debt collector letter before she notarized it. (laughs) <laughs> I said, wow. I said, you serious, man? She read the whole thing. They're not man. supposed to do that. That's not their business. That's not their business. You know what I'm saying? It's not their business like, to do that. You like, I need to know what I'm doing about. She's like, she like, I said, that's what I kept saying. I said, why you need to read the whole letter? She's like, I need to know what I know about. I was like, you're notarizing that I, I'm swearing to this this letter here. You don't need to know You don't need to read the whole letter. Man, listen, bro. Listen when I tell you this, man. Less is more. Give these people less. Yeah, yeah. Give these people less. I mean, I, like I said, I only I only go to them when my, my broad in there. Cause my broad, 
she do everything I need for nine dollars. I come in there with a hundred documents. She only want nine, so I tip her real good. <laughs> you no, know, I tip her real good. Yeah. She work for the UPS store. Well, you know what I'm saying? She like, she you like, know, man, well, keep using. She like, they don't pay me more. She like, they don't pay me more. So why should I charge you more? So I tip her real good. You know what I'm saying? When I come in there with a lot of shit, but she only there like two days a week. Well, like, if we're being honest, yeah. notary she she be getting one hundred fifty dollars a day in documents down there. If you if you if yeah. you're a good notary, man. Really, like, because yeah. you, you know notaries who do property and shit like that are getting paid $1,500 and shit to notarize documents. No, man, Joey, I tip her good, man. Listen, man, she did all my, all, I went to her for all my um, injunctions. She she do me good. I tip her good, man. So she, you know what I'm saying? So when I come in there, she don't even ask for ID. I can have whatever. She don't ask for ID. Because I was going to do the notary protest, but I... I need to get all of them done, but that's why I just need to start all the processes over, go to her, get everything done, and just get out. I, I need, I need my money, man. I want it now, for real. Take care of your notaries. Yeah, yeah I do, notaries. man. This way, we get your man. money now, nigga. <laughs> <Take care laughs> I, am. <laughs> I am, man. I am. I appreciate God, man. You hey, have a safe weekend, man. You do I the same, bro. You do the same. About that. Oh, hey, by the way, I saw, I, saw your, I, saw your, I saw your Peace to the God shirt that you had on. Man, uh, that's, I, love, I, pre- I appreciate you posting that. Man, see, now, I like now it, you man. Peace to the God shirt for Make More Commerce.com. Yeah, Thank you. Yeah, you I'm going to plug that real quick. <laughs> I should have got, got that large, too, man. You gave me that video. <laughs> I got that man, large. Man, I thought it looked pretty good on you, man. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's good. It's good. I said, it's pretty good. I said, it's pretty good. It feels good. I just can't drive. You know what I'm saying? I just gotta, I gotta, I gotta let it out to drive. Cause if I drive, man, it's gonna be definitely small. It fit perfect. Yeah, man. Perfect yeah, right man, now. Man, listen. Yeah, it, mm. it was. It's a what you what you do with a something like that, man. You should probably should drive clean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In the last one. No. Or yeah, if definitely. you wash it, you hang dry. You see? Oh, that's what I do. I, well, you know, I'm in Florida. I can put it out in the sun, boy. Let's be. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you, yeah, you it good. Be, Take it, it be, and iron it, it up. Be, be good as new. <laughs> it be clear white, man, in that sun. But, yeah, hey, man, man, I don't hear the sunshine shit, man. It's raining over here. <laughs> <laughs> it's 80, man. It's 80 degrees, man. It's hot as hell, man. Oh, it's day, man. Man, it's man. Man. It's 80, man. man. I'm so, Listen, I'm done with you, man. It's time for you to go. <laughs> 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 nice caller. <laughs>
Do we sign our name that we ah. give ourselves? Who is the beneficial owner? Uh, it would be us. Who is us? I'm being precarious right now. But who's, who's the beneficial owner? Who is your first owner? Who is my first what? Who is your beneficial owner and your first name? Uh, it would be me, right? Yeah, but who's me? I'm looking for a name. That's why I'm. At. That's why I'm still going. I'm looking for you to say a name. It's you. Your it's it's your spiritual name. <clears throat> you so can sign with that name. Spirit. Listen, All you right. can sign yeah. with that name, fam, because that's your beneficial owner, first lien holder. Or I've also seen people sign with their estate line because that's the creditor. You see? Sometimes niggas do both. Buy a semicolon and then your name. All right. Yeah, see, we uh, we just getting on this wave of knowledge. So, uh, no, it's all good. We've been tuning in. We take a little time. And, uh, like, Three weeks ago, on a consultation Wednesday, you had a uh, a guy from New Orleans called in, and uh, he was trying to get an injunction done. And we've mm-hmm. been studying up, and we saw that they had two constitutions and stuff. So we uh. <clears throat> now, let me stop you real quick. Before you continue, real quick, before you continue. Okay. What years were those constitutions? Uh, it is two of them. Uh, should I, I? I saw it. I just didn't write it down. Okay, let me ask you this thing: Were those constitutions prior to 1900 or after? It was one before and after, right? Possibly. I don't live in in the state of uh, Louisiana. But there was yeah, they got several Louisiana constitutions. They got one eighteen hundreds and one in the nineteen seventies. Yeah. They got they got several, if I'm not mistaken, that were done in the eighteen hundreds. so when you're doing injunctions, make sure that you always know which which years uh of the constitutions that you're dealing with. Very important. But continue what you're saying. The brothers in New Orleans. Yeah, he uh he was just calling in and uh, Jonah said he never did a injunction for Louisiana. And then you had a you called in maybe or you text Jonah with the uh, Constitution date, the valid That's right. one, older one. It's like 1876, I think it was, right? Yeah. And I I just wanted yeah, to I know how y'all. I just wanted to know if y'all had did the injunction because I would, you know, know more what to do. Or did oh, yeah. that brother well, do it? Yeah, I have an injunction for Louisiana. It's available. Um, you can purchase it on my website. Um, I got one for pretty much most states if you need one. Um, okay. you, you just have to request which know. state that you want. What okay. you can do, this is what you can do, man. Go to my site, make more commerce, copy regular injunctions, and then I'll send you the one for that state. 
All right. And then, um, so we do you're working on getting everything situated right now where you can go through and you can pick which state you want an injunction for. But until then, if you need one, just hit me and I'll get it to you. Customized. Uh, so after the, after mm-hmm. the affidavit of ownership, we would do the injunction. Or is it a step in between that? Well, the injunction really is one of the first things that you should do, whether you do a birth certificate authentication or not. So if you haven't done that, that would be my next thing I would go to. And then, you know, there's some steps after that. Like, you know, you might want to get your estate set up, work on that, get your trust set up, work on that. Um, you have to work on the things that, that pull you out so, so that you can be on the private side. Okay. So I'm going uh, to do the injunction with you then. No doubt. Already. No doubt. And if, you, and if you need to, you can always set up a consultation or you can get the injunction webinar. But we're working on, we're actually working on doing an updated injunction webinar because um, there's a lot of information, man, that niggas need. You know, there's a lot of types of different injunctions you can do. So. Already. I appreciate right. it. I'm yeah. still, still studying. Take up. your time, though, I'm dude. Still, take your time, man. Because it's effective. It's, like when when, when you, it's more effective when you understand it. Yeah, I was about to say, sometimes the energy be so strong, you know what I'm saying? You be want to get in a little rush and shit, but yeah, I don't want to miss no steps either. So <laughs> I know I, how that goes. Yeah, I want to learn and, uh, like, I'm not in no trouble or no shit either, like, so I want to, you know, utilize it to the best. Well, that's the best time to do it then, bro. Use it, use it while everything is cool. Already, already. Well, I appreciate for answering my questions, bro. Oh yeah, most indeed, bro. Peace to the God. Peace to the God. All right, uh, four seven eight three zero two. You on the line? Four seven eight three zero two. You there? Yep. I'm gonna keep moving. Six oh two. What up? What up? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Peace to the God. Peace to the God, man. What's happening? Welcome to your show. Welcome, welcome. My bad. You had tapped me in earlier, and the same time you tapped me in, a lawyer was calling, man. Nah, shit. I hope they was calling about some money. They was calling. They was trying to settle on the car. You know, I hit them with the full satisfaction equipment. Uh-huh. So they were trying to settle with you, huh? Yeah. Yesterday, I got it in the mail that the judge dismissed. They um, he did not. They dismissed him. So today they called. They called. Right <laughs> so now they're trying to settle out with, with you. Yeah. But, That's but what's they, up. They, they start. We uh-huh. don't like a, like we owe like nine grand, right? They try to tell uh-huh. us if we pay it. They still trying to say, okay, if you pay us three grand, we'll wipe it out. No, no, so no, like, no. Because yeah, that's what I oh, no. no, man, no. I said if y'all uh-huh. pay us, did you see the judgment? Yeah. So I, I basically told him, no, we're not accepting that. So I see y'all in court. I told him I see uh, David in court, the dude that we um that we suing, the, the one that we suing. Cause I put that Trigley versus Peggy Arrow in there. I don't even know if it'll work in this silver case, but I still threw it in there. 
Well, this is how I look at it, right? Um, at, at the end of the day, they accepted your check, right, or, or whatever money you sent to them. So yeah, that 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 debt is done. There's nothing they can do right now. They don't even have a judgment in their face. It's it's decided on. Now what I would do now, you gotta put the script and turn around and sue these niggas. I gotta turn around and do what? You gotta turn around and sue these niggas. You gotta sue them. I'm you already suing them. them. Oh, okay, now, so wait a minute. Are you now let me ask you let's be real specific here. Are you suing a car dealership? Are you suing a private person? Who are you suing? I'm suing the CEO of the of the car dealership. Oh, that's even uh, better. The, even the better. financing department. The financing department of the uh, car dealership. Even better. So you're in court already. They deny whatever they put in. So do you have another court date set up? Well, I'm waiting. I just got this letter from them yesterday, where the court, the judge was stating that um, they put in a motion. I, I responded the next day um, with a motion, to, uh, then he put in the court order denying their motion, their motion to dismiss. Good, which means that your case continues, which means you need yeah, to check so, the docket to see when your next hearing is. Yeah, so I'm thinking I would probably be getting something in the mail stating that um, we got a hearing, you know, so that's probably why he was calling today trying to settle. So he probably going to call back to with something else and then again and then he's trying to see. He probably was trying to see what was up. Well, you need to bleed it all the way out. Not not only do you want the note for the car gone, but you want them not to pay for your, for, your, for your pain or something. Yeah, that's what I told him. I said, yeah, not only I do I want my pain or something. And I want my money back that I made un- paid under duress. Exactly. Yep. There you go. I, I like it. I like it. You're right on point with it. Um, see it all the way through. Make sure that you're staying on top of uh, any motions that they file, anything that they try to file into the court, um, and any court dates. This way they can't trick you into, you know, not showing up or some shit like that. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to call them when we get off the line. Make sure there ain't no court dates or nothing in there. Yeah, man. That's what I would do. But yeah, that was interesting. But yeah, I was listening. I was listening in though. Right before you tapped me in, that call just turned everything around. But on them contracts, yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, yes, sir. Yeah. I'm yeah, with that contract. right now as we speak. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Holding them to it, man. Holding them to it. That's what's up, that. I know. I know that feels good. I know that feels Ted. good because you know, because you know the thing is, is you, you start off with a remedy, and you're like, I don't know if this shit gonna work or not. You know, like, especially if you've never used it before. You know, you so so in your mind, you're like, all right, I'm just going to give it a try and see how it goes. And then before you know it, these niggas are yielding to you. Yeah, hey, man. Facts. I said, I called wifey. She said the same thing. It feels good. Yeah, yeah that feels good. I told you, hey, man, mm-hmm. beat it, creep. Come back to what we asking. All right, we'll see you in court, man. You understand? That's right. That's right. I know that feels good. Now, and, and your wifey's on the information too, so so yeah. she, she can appreciate this as much. So that's that's what's up. That's yeah, what's up. she listening in the, in the kitchen. I'm in the garage. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> so, that's what it is, bro. Hey, hey, bro. I, I wish you I wish you much success with your process. You need some help. You know how to get with me. But remember, stay on top of the head. 
Oh, heck yeah, yup. That's all we got, man. Ain't got no time, nothing else to do, man, but to stay on their heads. Yeah, man. Yeah, because, you know, they're relentless. But they, they're starting to yield. The fact that they're even calling you for settlement says that they're trying to yield. Yeah. You need to remind these niggas what the law says about according satisfaction. Okay. So basically, but right now I don't do nothing. Just make sure if the court date in there, then all my evidence and everything is in there. Judicial notice of everything yep. that I put in. Uh, so I just sit back and wait for the court date again. But I'm pretty sure I got a good feeling that cousin gonna call back with some up with good with what we offering. If not in court, before we go to court, he's gonna give us what we want. Yeah, I, you know, I, I, listen, bro. I would tell you. Listen to these people very closely in what they tell you when you're on the phone. With them. Listen to their words. Listen to to how how they um, try to get you to to go into a contract. Then they get called you trying to offer you to get into another contract. Man, well maybe we can get him to pay this much. He he won't he won't uh, he won't budge. You know he'll he'll budge just a little bit. You know what I'm saying and, and forget that he already paid us money. <laughs> Maybe that he's suing this because he already paid us. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, yeah, they that try to treat you like you're stupid. Yeah, like nigga, hold on, you don't need to pay you when I'm I'm suing you because I already paid you. Get the fuck off my line. How much are you asking for? Um, I'm asking for. How much yeah, am I asking, asking for? For your, for your payment? No, How much you asking for? Nine grand. That's a good number. That's a good number. Yeah, it's, it's right enough under the amount to keep them in this court, the, this court that I got them in right now. Yeah, that's a good number. That's a good number. And and if they want to keep playing that game, you go to a higher court. But I think you, I think you're gonna be good with that. Though. Keep going, get your judgment. You know, if they wanna, they wanna take it all the way there. But they may, more than likely, they may settle out with you before judgment is reached because they don't want it on them. Yeah. Yeah, and I ain't being ridiculous. You know, this is my first shot. Honestly, they called back talking about clearing the car out, man. Where it's at, you know what I'm saying? I ain't finna let this one pass me up. I'll fight the next one all the way to the bone. They called me talking about well, clearing the car. If they want to do that, if they want to do that, you'll ask for something for your pain and suffering. Still, listen, I ain't telling you. I ain't telling you not to take a deal. I'm just telling yeah. you that if they call you back. And they offer to pay off the car. Don't forget your pain and suffering is just as important. For sure. For sure. You know? Yeah, man. But that's what's well, up, man. man. Keep me up. Let me know how that's working out for you, all right? Oh, you already know. I'm going to keep you updated. And as always, um, I think I told you earlier, we, we, we will have a coupon code for the people who were on that webinar. So I think you was on that webinar, too, right? Yep, yep. The trust webinar? Okay, yeah. We, we, we'll have a coupon code going out for the people who was on there. Um, and then y'all can, uh, y'all can do your thing. Yep, yep. You already know. We'll be waiting on it. All right, that's what it is. Peace to the God. All right, peace to the God, man. And our wonderful, magnificent, right. and great, large sums of money comes to me fast. Ah, thank you. Thank you, God. <laughs> yes, sir. Yo, wonderful, I'm magnificent, and great. Yo. Listen, bro, I, I'm telling you, that's the mantra of the year. I am yeah. so happy and grateful that large sums of money come to me. ASAP and easy. Straight up. Hey. Shout out to Dana. So, 
for the monster. Yep, yep. All right, let you get to the next one. All right, peace, y'all. All right, peace. Yo, I, I'm writing down my monsters this year, y'all. I'm putting my monsters right in front of me. Okay, we just crossed over to the uh to the other side of the time. Alright, so we're gonna um take one more call before we get out of here. Four oh seven sixty six, peace to God. I'm so happy and thankful that law of the money come to me ASAP and easily, Joey. Woo! <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yo, That's I was going to say that before the brother said it. It's crazy that he said it before. That's Yo, shit. Shout out to Donald for the mantra, man. Niggas, oh, niggas, yeah. Niggas is, on, niggas is on the mantra. Bro, we on it. I just told about 20 people, Jonah, and they love it. They like, y'all saying this every day. Joey, Yo, yo, when Jonah came out with the mantra, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I know the niggas was grasping what, what we was really reaching for with that. You know what I mean? We getting there. Damn, goddamn, we getting there, Joey. That shit is ill, man. We I said that shit four times. Shout out to Jonah for that. Sure. No <laughs> doubt, no doubt. I just, I just came in, man. I like what the brother was going through with the court chance. That's what I was just listening. You know what I mean? No doubt. Get that no call. Doubt. Truth to the God. You know, showing show my respect to New Evolution. You know, for sure, Joey. You know, um. Yeah, we definitely went way over now. today. <laughs> I see. Okay, I'm gonna rewind the show while I'm listening later and listen to that shit because I just popped up. I mean, the show probably over, and I was like, "Oh shit, he on." You know, um, nah, Joey, we were really in a little overtime today because we came in late today. Okay, okay, okay. That's what's up. I'll, I'll listen to the play that I get online. I wanted to um hit you up real quick after the show about you know that trailer. Okay, I don't want to talk too much. About yeah, it. hit me up. Yes, sir. Hit, uh, hit, uh, hit me up so I can give you some information. I got you. For sure. For sure. For sure. No doubt, man. Much love, respect, man. More money for all y'all. All right? Peace to man, the God. Man, same to you, God. Peace to the God. For sure. Yes, sir. All right, that's what it is. That's what it is. All right, y'all can go to JonahBay.com. We want to highlight Jonah as this is Open Forum Friday. You know, sitting there for my man today. This is the New Evolution Radio Network. I'll be on the radio on Sunday. Make sure you tune in on Sunday and holler at me. Uh, you can go to makemorecommerce.com if you want to give to me um, or check out any of the available products we're working on. We're doing a lot of stuff with our site, all right? So just um, stay stay abreast with me, all right? Make sure that y'all checking out all the cool stuff we got coming up. Um, I'm going to say peace to the gods. I will be back in touch on Sunday, man. Y'all have a good weekend, and uh, stand on your square. Thanks. Keep it locked. You're tuned in to the hottest radio network on the planet, Evolution Radio. Hit it. Oh, how you feel, brother? You feel good? Feel so much bone, brother. How you feel, man? I'll call your name. I don't want no people to know you're in here. How you feel, fella?
Get down, and all of for me to get down, I got to get in deep. 